0: It's time, finally, a show for you. A -a once-a-week extravaganza, giving you the weekend's movies, the week's cons and entertainment events, what is worth watching on television for the week, the weekly comic book, novel, game, and collectible releases, as well as entertainment news and information. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture. It's Pop Culture Kaboom with your host, Jimmy Jones.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Spencer Stoner, Rob Nolt, and I, Jimmy Jones, your not-so-humble host, are here to give you everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment, whether you consider Sunday the end of your week or the beginning of it. Going to Monday, the best-informed person you know, as we provide you with the latest news, information, and releases from television, comic books, movies, novels, content events, toys and collectibles, and games. The Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show is also your place on the radio dial, for you to talk about your favorite fandoms and you know, lots of stuff going on uh, what is it one piece uh, uh the netflix series starts this week uh, i believe so yes yeah, oh. so there's that one going on um what else is coming out ahsoka's going on if anybody's watching mm-hmm. Ahsoka, we uh we've watched uh, ahsoka yep so have you watched ahsoka mark yes indeed i have all right okay i didn't know if you had his mic on or not eh, a little closer yeah to the mic sure. there you go <laughs> try it again yes there we go (laughs) (laughs) yeah just uh i I don't know however however you feel comfortable just make sure you move the mic if you want to sit back in the chair makes sense okay and uh so yeah this week tony sanfilippo of Filippo's horrible reviews will be joining us to go over the movies set to release this coming week and we have some great guests for you this evening We will be talking with actor, producer, and director Vince Lozano. We'll be talking with Vince Lozano about his role in Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, as we approach the 20th anniversary of the film that launched the franchise. Vince Lozano's latest horror thriller, Trauma Therapy Psychosis, which is in theaters this Friday, September 1st, and all of Vince Lozano's upcoming projects in front of and behind the camera. Also joining us right next to me... For the entire show is Mr. Mark Helton. He is the co-founder of 97 and Now Productions. He is also a uh, producer, writer, director, and voice actor for all of his uh, radio drama productions. Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little. Just to be a little modest. Um, Hold on. Eric from Whittier, California. Uh, Hello, Eric. um, Hi, Eric. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, Rebels. Oh, so he's talking about Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whose phone is pinging? That must be mine. <laughs> so much for having the volume down on your phones while on the air. There we go. All right. So we'll be going over. We've got a lot to go over because uh, season two of Murphy's Inc. premieres tonight right after yes. the Pop Culture Boom Radio Show at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at 12 a.m. Eastern Time. On KNBC 95.1 FM. So this will be a... Hi, guys. That was Eric saying hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hi, 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 Eric. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so it'll be fun. We'll be talking about that. We'll be also talking about the new science fiction... Um, uh, what is some Somethingscape. scape. Something scape. Oak know. Ridge? Oak Ridge. Yes, Ridge. Oak
2: Ridge, another uh, production that we recently green, greenlit over at 97 to Now Productions. Uh, I do have to really quickly say hi to my wife and kid who are listening, and this is the cue for that it's okay to go to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for the wife or the kid. Either or. It's the dealer's <laughs> choice. All right. And you have some big announcements to make tonight as well.
2: well. As a matter of fact, we we do have some big announcements to make tonight. Nice. Um, you know, I'll just get one out of the way really quickly. Uh, 97 and Now Productions is now an official LLC. Uh, we have uh, done the paperwork and all of the... Necessary documentation to become a legitimate organization. Woohoo! Congratulations!
1: Woo-hoo. Thank you. That was such a golf clap. <laughs> well, I don't want it to be too loud on radio. Like. Uh, we should do the candid cheering like they do on the Prices Right or something. You know. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a kiss concert. Um, all right. So, uh, so what does that mean for for ninety seven and Now productions?
2: What it means is we're allowed to uh, create contracts that would be, you know legally held so to speak <laughs> uh it gives us the ability to work with uh other entities in a professional manner it gives us a professional look and feel rather than oh yeah we're 97 and now productions and well okay what does that mean well we're an actual company uh and so we're we've started making some contracts on some different things uh, another big announcement that we'll be making tonight i'll let you decide when we make it but seven all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so stick around till seven, because right. there will be a major announcement. Uh, but uh, yeah, I when we get into the Murphy's Inc. conversation, I'll have a major announcement around that as well. So awesome. um, yeah, the, the getting legal business, uh, all of that stuff, it was it was just a necessary evil, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but Uh, And an an expensive one at that. Uh, Yeah, I can imagine. Having never created an LLC before, I've looked into it, and you would think it's just some documents, especially here in Nevada. They streamline it. It's pretty easy. You just go onto the website, and you fill in the the stuff. Uh,
3: But still very expensive. Well, it does show a level of commitment to it, though. That's
1: cool.
2: Well, I've I've invested a lot into this business already. My wife and I—I I have to give her credit because it's not just her my money. Uh, we we've invested a lot into this business, uh, and the other co-founder James Lewis—he uh, he's contributed quite a bit of funding as well. So it, it just—it was the right time, and especially with the major announcement we'll be making later in this episode at seven, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it it was necessary in order to be able to make that
1: announcement oh, okay. oh. Uh, so all of this and your comments and thoughts on the seven pillars of pop culture entertainment your favorite fandoms and everything discussed on the show to add your voice all you have to do is call 775-515-4141 anytime during the pop culture kaboom radio show and that number is good anywhere on in the world or you can send me if you're too shy for the phones you can send me a direct message through the pop culture kaboom facebook page like eric is does in whittier california i a um, down in los angeles um oh it's it's easy there in Los Angeles I guess to start an LLC. <laughs> Well, thanks, they need Eric. The tax Appreciate it. I <laughs> do need the tax dollars. And if you if you don't want to do that, if you want to just uh, hold off, uh, you can always reach us 24 7 by sending us an email to popculturegaboom at gmail.com. Uh, there are a couple of rules when sending an email that you must be aware of. First off, um, these are real simple instructions to put in a subject line question, comment, concern, or my fandom. Very important. Then in the body of the email, please put your first name. Um, I do need a first name only. You don't have to include your whole birth name. Um, I'm not. Uh, do you require socials? No. And okay. it's, and it's okay. not ancestry.com. I'm not going to go and do a family research on you. So all I need is your first name. Um, <laughs> your firstborn. born. Yeah. <laughs> Blood type. <laughs> Blood type. Um, you know, uh, what royalty do you trace back to? Um, none of that stuff. Uh, so just send an and then, in the body of the email. I go ahead and fire away with what's on your mind. I do respond to each and every email when I get a chance to. If you have a specific question for Spencer or Rob, I will I will forward the email to them for them to respond back to you and it will be read on the air unless you specify for it not to be or you can't follow those simple instructions. So, a little change of pace. Uh, we got a uh, Spencer question of the week. And Spencer, what is uh the question of the week?
3: Well, in honor <laughs> of uh of, of Mark being here and uh, with the fat and black connection having a penchant for drinking during their show, as I am now, as, as he is now, I thought it would be uh, interesting to ask. You know, uh, food and drink helps the most fantastic worlds feel more real. Uh, so, of all the world, otherworldly de- delicacies created in fiction, what is the one you would most like to try?
1: Hmm. Okay. Ooh. Start us off there. Spencer, right, well, which well, one would you like to try?
3: Well, most of the examples I thought of off the top of my head came from Star Trek. You know, Romulan ale, Klingon blood wine, uh, tribbles. Mm. <laughs> tribbles? No. Yummy. With tribbles. <laughs> Someone ate that? I, don't, I was going to say, I don't no, remember no, no, them uh, eating as a, tribbles. As far as I know, nobody... Uh, phone call. Uh, as far as phone I know, call. nobody has eaten a tribble.
4: Oh, phone call right now. <laughs>
3: but... <laughs> but, um, you know, and then also, you know, like the blue milk from Star Wars or, or Porgs, Porgs, Chewbacca almost did
1: eat one. He did cook one. Pork, yeah, pork okay. sounds close
2: enough to pork. So that makes me think bacon. Yeah. Let's go.
1: Okay. All right. But, uh, and we have a caller, a uh, caller. uh, who is this and where are you calling from? Uh, this
5: is Ashley. I'm calling from Georgia.
1: Hey, Ashley from Georgia. How are you?
5: I'm good. How are you?
1: Miss
2: Ashley is one of the writers on Murphy's Inc. Oh, Oh, And is also the lead creator on Oak Bridge, a new sci-fi drama, audio drama that is in early development.
1: Which we'll be talking about later in the show, too. Yes, we will. So what can we do for you this evening,
5: Ashley? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to call in for a few minutes to support uh, Murphy's Inc. And uh, just to ask Mark a quick question. (laughs)
6: uh oh okay yeah good you You should
1: have have answered that email can't run yeah should have answered that email there mark yeah i
5: guess she's gonna pitch me another series let's see well i figured he is gonna be on for like three hours you know giving something to work with you know
1: (laughs) i love it thanks Uh, i guess you've never listened to the show before i'll keep them entertained
2: (laughs) what do you got ashley
5: yeah yeah so i just wanted to um you know first of all uh say uh let everyone know like hey go go listen to uh the first episode of season two and uh the remaining uh 14 as they come out uh you you'll definitely be in for a treat um but um for mark i wanted to ask uh in terms of uh production what would you say between you know working on season one versus uh, having worked on season two, what would you say is uh, the biggest uh, you know thing you've you've learned uh, now uh, going through season two versus uh, when you were fresh for
1: season one. Well, I guess Ashley has just made herself an unofficial co-host of the show and stole my question.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, I, I will say that season one, uh, everyone who worked on that was, was pretty green. We we had an outside consultant, uh, a couple of producers that uh, helped to guide us, if you will, um, which we didn't have that in season two. It was pretty much all me. And I would say one of the biggest things I learned between season one and season two is – One, trusting myself um, and trusting the people that I work with. The other is be more organized. I was pretty organized in season one, but I could have been even more so, and so I definitely think I brought that to the table in season two, and I also learned a lot of things in season two that uh, will do better for season three um, from a creative uh, production standpoint. And, you know, there, there are things that... From a writing standpoint, the biggest mistake that we made, in my opinion, was we had we brought in a, a crop of new writers for season two. Uh, we had the originals as well as some new folk, and we didn't give them everything that they probably needed to be successful. We gave them, here's your piece, here's what you're working on, uh, and that created continuity issues and, and things that just required a lot of cleanup on the back end which was fine but now for season three which is already being mapped out it's looking like it's gonna be about 17 episodes um it's going to the writers coming into season three will have the entire season they'll be able to see every episode before theirs after theirs so they know exactly what's going
1: on ah so it sounds like season two you kind of took the mcu approach to it and uh, only gave the directors or the writers what they needed to complete that episode and not a uh, whole over-branching uh, idea and concept of what of that season.
2: Yeah, and that was a mistake. So I, I've learned from that, and I I feel that every season that we've done, you know, one and two, and now looking at three, we are shaping up to where three is going to be compared to two. Uh, Flippin' amazing! and two hasn't even released yet.
1: So, <laughs> so Ashley. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure you're still there. Is there a delay? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm still here. I'm okay. Still here. Um, just out of curiosity. Um, so uh, how are, since I, uh, you were an unexpected guest on the show, um, how did you feel writing for, uh, Murphy's Inc? Yeah, it was,
5: uh, it was really fun, really good experience. I certainly, uh, learned a lot, um, uh, certainly, uh, mostly about script writing, uh, which is the big reason why I joined the ch- joined the team uh, to begin with uh, by Mark's invitation because I had uh, <clears throat> uh, sometime last year that reached out uh, to 97 to now about producing another audio drama uh, idea I had. But, you know, found very quickly that while I was writing it, uh, that particular one, you know, maybe was, was meant to be, uh, written in a different medium, uh, not, uh, audio drama. And so, uh, told him, you know, that was reason I couldn't, you know, in the best interest of everyone, uh, continue that. And so he's like, well, uh, we're, we're working on, uh, season two from Murphy's Inc and we need to really use another writer and, uh, you can come on and, and learn. Uh, ropes, and I did. Though uh, it was it was a struggle initially because um, season one hadn't even uh, released yet, and so I I really didn't know much about the characters or uh, really a whole lot about the story. And I kept like a few weeks. Uh, I was like, I don't know. I mean, I think I just I don't know if I could do this. And then um, so I'm like, no. I've got to stick with it. The whole point is to learn you know, how to write scripts and how to, you know, develop stories and all that good stuff. And so, uh, definitely, once season one uh, released and I was able to listen to it, uh, it certainly helped. And uh, yeah, it was it was a, a very very fun experience, and uh, I uh, learned a lot and I uh, just enjoyed writing characters and I really loved uh, the the material that I was able to write, um, initially it was only supposed to write three episodes, but I uh, realized I was gonna, probably going to need a fourth one to completely uh, wrap everything in my, <laughs> my particular arc up. <laughs> and uh, don't even ask me about uh, the characters in my arc, uh, because it wasn't until the end I realized I had enough to make like a whole season, <laughs> <laughs> but we won't talk about that. Um, but, um, yeah, it was, it was really fun. And, uh, I mean, you'll have to wait a uh, few weeks till you get to hear what I wrote, uh, in terms of
2: episodes the, 10 the through art,
5: 13.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, what lovely yeah, episodes yeah. those are!
2: <laughs> I think you might be in those.
1: <laughs> hmm. hmm, indeed. Yeah. So, are you looking forward um, to uh, the premiere tonight?
5: Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, by the, by the time it premieres, it will be like past midnight. Yeah. Just drink coffee. That's what I do. <laughs> just just drink lots of coffee. I will. I will yeah, I will be uh, waiting until Friday uh, to listen it uh i'm I'm really looking forward to it even though i I know what's going to happen but it's always different when you listen to it versus when you're reading it Mm -hmm. um but uh, but yeah
1: i'm I'm stoked i'm glad to hear it yeah all right so um and just one other question because i'm from jacksonville florida how far are are you from the uh, florida border
5: um a good uh from where i live to say jacksonville it's a good uh six hour drive
1: Oh, uh, so uh, you're way, way up way
5: up north in Orlando.
1: the state
2: she's almost a yankee
5: yeah
0: yeah, well,
2: no, yeah almost
1: <laughs> she's getting there so i'm not gonna fault you for that though <laughs> I, do, I do declare that is an insult sir okay. dang all right
5: I, i've got uh, i got family in lakeland so
1: Mm-hmm. okay um yeah my older brother still is in jacksonville so every now and then i go back there to visit him so big old rivalry between the uh georgia bulldogs and the uh, uh florida gators <laughs> so every every year that was yeah. always an interesting <laughs> thing going on in the st- in the city so but uh thank you ashley for calling and uh i hope you uh, yep. are you going to be listening for the rest of the show um
5: i'm gonna let you try to, to listen for at least another hour um i'll <laughs> I'll uh, catch the replay. Uh, you guys have a replay uh, to listen to the whole three hours. There absolutely
2: uh, is a replay.
1: Well, technically yeah. it's a replay. It's a podcast, yeah, actually. A be a repodcast. Okay. So, okay, Ashley, uh, thank you very much. And uh, we got another call, so we're going to yep. let you go. So uh, go ahead and hello. Uh, Who is this and where are you calling from?
0: This is uh, Michael Alexis. I'm calling from Carson.
1: Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm doing good. Well, what can we do for you this evening?
0: I was calling to talk to the uh, Pop Culture Kaboom guys. That's that us.
1: us. Hey, Michael, how are you? Yeah, can you turn your radio down? We're getting a little back, there uh, we go. feedback there. Uh, right. So what's up, Michael? What's on it's your mind? It's
2: interesting because Michael, uh, he, you would expect, would know to turn off his radio. Because <laughs> was, if I recall correctly, his father actually worked in radio for a while. So uh, shame on you, Michael. <laughs> okay, this is
0: Shandon Loring and I'm... I'm I'm graced by Mark be playing the the voice of uh, Michael Alexis. (laughs) (laughs)
2: So this is the fabulous voice actor, Shannon Loring, uh, who is the voice of Michael Alexis on uh, Murphy's Inc. Uh, And he is also a fabulous contributor to the lexicon of storytelling through uh, StoryLink Radio.
1: But, uh, hey, Michael, before we get to your question, sir, we do have to take a hard break. Uh, Can you hold uh, through the break? Yeah, yeah. All right, so with that being said, it is now time for us to take a hard break. And we'll be back just in a minute with uh, more of the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio show right after this, so don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need. In pop culture entertainment, we have Mr. Mark Helton in studio (sighs) from 97 to Now Productions. And we're talking all things 97 to Now Productions, but we are concentrating on Murphy's Inc. Season 2 starts tonight, right after the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show, right here on 95.1 FM KNVC. I said that completely dyslexic. Anyway, (laughs) and we have Michael on the phone, and you're still there, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and you had a question, Sa?
0: No, I just called in to follow up on Ashley and um, support the show. And um,
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate
2: it. And Shandon, you are a local northern Nevada native as well, correct?
0: That is correct. Ah. I've wandered in and out of the state, but um, yeah, I'm uh, born and bred and spent 90% of my life here anyway.
1: <laughs> and you voiced one of the characters in Murphy's Incorrect? That is correct. Um, are you a long time voice actor? or Is this your first gig?
0: Uh, no, I've been um, working in virtual worlds. Uh, you know uh, what's his name? Zuckerberg's calling it Meta now, but um, the online virtual worlds of uh, OpenSim, um, Second Life, and uh, I've been doing some audio books about fifteen years. i have been an online uh, storyteller.
1: Oh wow, and, impressive! Uh,
0: that, about uh, well, about thirty books I've narrated on on audio on Audible, which is Amazon company audio books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um started early uh, doing those, and some of those are like, you know, um, you run into uh, actors or actresses, and I go, oh, God, don't watch that early stuff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So I've
0: got a few of those up there, a little bit embar- embarrassing. But
3: uh, <clears throat> Even I, writers are like that. Ooh, please, don't don't read the
0: first don't, book. Don't go look at that. I mean, if you're going to buy it, okay, but don't go look at
1: that. <laughs> I, I'm going to redo that one. Yes, yeah, so don't, yeah, don't worry yeah. about that one. Um, so uh, how long have you been playing the character? Um, was it Michael, Michael on... A, Murphy's Inc., Were you in the first season, or are you just coming in on the second season?
0: Yeah, these um, these guys. Um, I don't know how they. Uh, they must have got their scheduling messed up or something. But they got me in on, on the first season. And let me come in.
1: And, um, <laughs> well, you know, time you?
3: travel is a beautiful thing. I love it. What, what's that? What's
1: that time travel mantra? What do we want? A time machine? When do we want it? Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, Michael is uh, one of the two lead agents on Murphy's Inc., uh, so I, I would say that uh, if there we are. were looking at lead characters, quote-unquote, Michael is uh, one of the three big players in the series, uh, Michael, Daphne, and Murphy. Uh, that, that's the big three, if you will.
1: All right. All right. And what do you, how do you feel about the character Michael.
0: Yeah, I really take him to him. I really like him. In fact, I mean, I like him out of the gate. It's just something I could could really relate to Um, doing voice acting and storytelling. I usually do um, live presentations, which is kind of neat because you screw stuff up, you just keep on going. You don't have (laughs) have
1: to. (laughs) Trust me, I do a radio show. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs)
4: Yeah, there's no rewind button. (laughs) No, there's not. There's not a
0: pause
1: retake. (laughs) So.
0: Working uh, this way, it's fun, it's exciting, it's neat, and it's neat to get, have a chance to get it polished. If um, they do an audio book, you take all kinds of time to polish, take you five hours to do 15 minutes. Yeah. But doing live, it's kind of nice.
6: Yeah. And you get
0: to play a lots of different voices when you do it live. But I really felt Michael is a great, great character. I love the, the writers. Um, it, I, it's kind of just a, a real straight, uh, flat, if you will, almost sort of voice for me that um, they... I don't know why. Again, Mark seems like us. So, you know, <laughs> we're not killing you
2: off yet.
3: Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. well, Michael does have kind of that nice leading man. You
1: know, I I am tough guy voice. Yeah, he Absolutely, does yeah. going. he does sound like an agent <laughs> from the Matrix. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> Smith. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, well, sir, I do appreciate you calling. I hope you listen to the rest of the show. And if you uh, do, please, if you hear anything else you'd like to talk about, feel free yeah. to give us a call yeah, back. If Mark messes
3: up on anything, feel free to call in and correct him. Yeah, call him on it. Literally. Literally. <laughs> well, you know, I'll
0: be here at 7 o'clock. I'll find out what the big announcement
1: is. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting, man. Stick around. Oh, there's actually a couple of things I'm going to be asking him about uh, later on in the show, too, that he doesn't know. There's going to be surprise questions because I don't Ooh. script out anything. So talk Ooh. about live radio. <laughs> I, mean, I see your
2: computer monitor right there with your script. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't script anything out, but I can read my top monologue. Well, yeah. Well, I, I only
1: script out I only script out the stuff I don't want to screw up. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, but no, the questions it's just come out of the top of my head. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that and stuff with details. Um, but uh, yes, sir, thank you again, and uh, please listen to the rest of the show, and feel free to give us a call. Um, and yeah, we, he's got a couple more big announcements, and I got us a couple of interesting questions for him as well, so uh, we'll see how those go. And uh, thank you again.
0: All right. May your waters stay calm, your winds stay steady. See you yep. later. Cool.
1: thanks. And uh, so Eric in Whittier, California, does have a question for you. But first, let's finish off um, Spencer's question, um, which we did start, you know, yeah, like, 30 a 30 while ago. ago. Yeah. So <laughs> you said yes. we got the question. <laughs> yeah, we got the question
3: now, but weren't able to get any answers. So
1: so you, yeah. Um, so what is your answer, uh, Spencer? Uh, since it's your question.
3: Well, uh, in my case, you know, I've been watching Star Trek since I was a kid, so you know, I really am interested. Like. Uh, you know, Clint Howard was in one of the classic episodes called the Corbinite Maneuver, and he and he had this drink called Tranya, and I I would like to try that because it looks it looked it it looked like Tang on steroids. <laughs> oh okay so so you know kid me is like i wonder what that tastes like tang on steroids <laughs> and
1: i guess just inject a little steroids in your tang and there you go no we'll be see. a super monkey um and so that's the drink and uh you also had food in there oh well,
3: yeah and then uh well let's see well, let's see uh, you know if i wanted to be snide i'd say porg but Porg? Roast, pork. <laughs> Roast pork, Roast pork, Roast yeah. pork. But then, of course, you know, I am kind of curious about the entire Taco Bell menu from Demolition, man.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm just curious about the whole Taco Bell menu in general. But anyway, I <laughs> um, <laughs> never know what kind of alien food that is, quite honestly. Very true. All right, Rob, what say you?
4: Um, okay, so uh, food, I don't know. It's a little hard. I mean, because a lot of times you don't, it looks like our food, we just don't know what it's called you know yeah. what i mean and now with like i mean in, in in all honesty any of the food that you've really seen has been like from star wars or from anything and now you can go and eat a lot of it at galaxy's edge so mm-hmm. i have you know there's nothing on that end but for as, far as drinks go um i would probably have to go with an orion hurricane from uh one of the new episodes of um star trek um it actually has a um Special ingredient in there that makes you feel funny. <laughs> that That isn't right? alcohol. Yes. Okay,
1: interesting. All right, um, Mark.
2: Uh, so for me, uh, there's a reason I would want to try the fizzy lifting drink from Willy Wonka. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that would <laughs> be because I want to know if instead of burping, if I let the gas out the other way, will it work the same?
1: No, then you're like a <laughs> then you're like a balloon when you release it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, or will I go up? Right. <laughs> Depends on your aerodynamics. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I think I'm built like a blimp. So. I...
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, I got uh, two answers, uh, and Eric actually has his answers, too. And one of them, actually, Eric and I share. Uh, the uh, Pan-Galactic Garble Blaster from ah, yes. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm. Uh, it is the, described as uh, being the alcoholic version of being mugged. So. Uh, yeah, it's like being
3: slapped in the face by a gold
1: brick wrapped in a lemon slice or something like that. Ouch. <laughs> and uh, from uh, FoodWise uh, poplers from Futurama. <laughs> yes, <laughs> poplers, Love it. So uh, one of the most uh, addictive snacks in the year 3000 is poplars, These delicious little brown balls. Uh, became a worldwide delicacy after the Planet Express crew brought them back to Earth after a mission. Of course, they yeah. turned out to be living creatures, but that's a whole nother. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't go. I was going to say, I'm glad you didn't go with sl- Slurm. Go with slurm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the best episode, though. You know, but actually thinking about <laughs> like, it, since you brought up slurm. Star Trek so much, I all I can remember is like that weird marshmallow stuff that they would eat in the original series in 1960s. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this looks like marshmallows they're eating. But- oh yeah.
3: But when I when I see that, I. Think Think of Farscape when they food they called them food
1: cubes, mm. yeah, yeah, that. And I've always wondered what the heck roast beast tastes like, so you know, oh, yeah, from whoville, from yes, whoville? <laughs> <laughs> oh, another caller. Oh, another caller, all right. Uh, hello, caller, who is this and where are you calling from? First name only, please. Oh,
2: oh this is James.
1: Hey, James, co
2: founder of uh 97 to Dow Productions. Hello, oh, now, yeah,
1: now the legitimate business. <laughs> Legit. So, yes. how, so how are you tonight, sir?
7: I'm good, man. So we're we'll, trying to find a quiet place to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
7: so, what's on your mind? It, it, oh no, I was calling because I know I know Mark was there, and so I was like, "Yo, I need to call him. Do what's up."
2: We have <laughs> not made any major announcements yet, so don't say well, anything. one. Uh, We've only announced that we are now an official company. <laughs>
3: oh, that, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a step in the right direction. That's for sure.
1: And uh, James, you voiced sure. a character on uh, um, Murphy Murphy's Inc., correct?
3: Yes, that's correct. I am an intern two.
1: Intern two. Every
7: everybody's favorite intern.
1: Well, you couldn't get a set, and now it's going into season two. You haven't gotten a name yet, or is it still just intern two? <laughs> Uh, for,
3: for
2: now,
1: <laughs> he, has to, he has to earn the right to
3: have a name. Wow! Or do you okay. go to intern one after intern two? <laughs>
2: well, he also might wear a red shirt regularly. So, wow. Who knows if he'll be around? Okay.
7: Yeah, so, you know we, we have, you know so I mean I, I I don't know I could get a name but you know you have to turn into Murphy thing for that.
1: <laughs> well, actually, uh, I think if you graduate from intern two, it should be just James. <laughs> just every name is James. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's like who who's who that? Uh, who's that one actor? He's like always doing that. It's like every movie he's in or whatever his name is. Actually, what his real name is, I can't remember who that was. I'll, hmm. I'll remember it later in the show, I'm sure. Maybe like but um, yeah, yeah. There's one actor. He's like every time he's in a movie, it's like his his first name is always the same name as the character that he's playing. Huh. It's like why? So that, that, maybe not, it's in literally. his writer. I don't know. But as, as, him,
8: as himself, maybe he has a
4: hard time.
8: Like.
1: <laughs> no, he plays different characters. They're just like named John. You know, his like, I can't remember if his name was John, but it was always his characters named John. So I was like, mm. that's, yeah, that, that's that not a stretch. Um, oh, Jack Nicholson. He's one. A lot of his characters are named Jack. Oh yeah, that's yeah. True.
3: He, even so, his Joker
1: was named Jack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no. the, 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 yeah. it's weird like that. Um, yeah. Well, I- Yes, sir.
7: Oh, no, I was just saying that, you know, it's Jack Nicholson, so you can pretty much do whatever you want.
1: Yeah. That is true, Joe. Yeah,
3: uh, <laughs> I am worried now that if you do make, give intern number two a name, you know, you got to make sure you give him a last name, too, because otherwise he's just, crewman number six. He's not important. He ties in the first act. He's not important enough to have a last name.
7: Nope. Oh, no, I mean, I, from from what I understand, I have a last name. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's good talent right there because a lot of actors might spoil something like that. So thank you, James, for being
1: good. All right. I see you read your NDA disclosure. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) It it, it, it might happen this season. Like we might go back in the
7: time. Who knows?
3: <laughs> Spoiler right. alert. Yeah, come, come on. on. <laughs> time
2: traveling show that goes back in time. No what? way. Yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> Who
1: knew? All right. Well, I appreciate you calling, sir. Uh, anything else you want to add at the moment? No,
7: I was just saying make sure, you know, make sure you uh tune in to my sure events right after up with some boom. It's gonna be a good episode season two starting off with a bang, baby. Let's go.
1: All right. Thank you, sir. And uh, enjoy the rest of the show if you can. Yes, sir. And since I know you're calling all the way down there in Las Vegas, so.
2: Yeah. And and he's actually yeah. at work, so I'm fairly certain he's probably going to be getting back to that in a moment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you well, hope. I'm sure. yeah,
2: I, I, I'm all,
8: I make sure that hey, look, I take care of all my poor people on my break, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: That's True. how it goes. <laughs> all right, sir. Well, you have a good evening, and thank you for calling in. Yeah, okay, guys. Um, have a good one. You too. So we got through the uh, question. Uh, So let's uh, move to the uh, big story of the week. Uh, The WGA strike is now officially in its 118th day, and the SEG after strike is in its 45th day. The Writers Guild of America has released a major update regarding the ongoing writer strike and efforts to reach a new deal with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers in a memo released by the WGA negotiating committee on Wednesday. They revealed that the most recent meeting with members of the AMP PTP, did not result in, in actual negotiations and instead involved a lecture about how good the studio's counter offer was.
2: I heard a <laughs> lot of acronyms.
1: Acronyms, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's all you've paid attention to.
2: No, it's... <laughs> It's, it's interesting, you know, I've been following this as uh, a perceived possible scab. Uh, I'm not a union member, uh, and so, you know, writing in this time is interesting. Uh, 118 days, I didn't realize we were up that high already. Um, and, you know, I've been paying attention with especially Bob Iger was really trying to help helm some of this, uh, the, the CEO of Disney Corporation, um, to really try and bring both of these strikes to an end. Uh, But I don't see it happening. I still think we're we're a ways away. The AAI conversation is still Mm -hmm. too prevalent. Yeah, prevalent. uh, Sorry. Uh, So, yeah,
3: yeah. I'm figuring that uh, once the writer strike is over, the 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 actors' strike is probably going to end very quickly behind it because. A lot of the concerns they all have over like AI and stuff are all the the, the writers and the actors have very similar concerns. Yeah. So, so what's
1: what once they ne- once they negotiate something out with one, mm-hmm. they're going to use that as the template for the next one. Exactly. exactly the other one. So exactly. hopefully, I mean, if they, but if it has to get to that point first, um, I didn't get your opinion on that one, Rob.
4: Uh, I, in all honesty, I think that they they're going in the right directions. I think that they need to start the negotiation and i think even if even if the conversation was a lecture at least they're at the tables together
1: uh, i don't know if i went into a meeting uh, to try and negotiate something and i got a lecture i would not be happy about that no no
0: but
4: <clears throat> they're at the tables and that that unfortunately going through a lot of strikes back in my day not even getting to the table is a huge like <laughs> win you true. know absolutely
2: uh, get that's half the battle
1: so yeah true all right, so the AMP did not result in actual negotiations and involved a lecture instead. A more detailed description of the of this state of negotiations is reportedly on the way from the WGA committee. On Monday of this week, we received an invitation to meet with Bob Iger, Donna Langley, Ted S- Sardandos, David Zasloff, and Carol. Lambertini mm-hmm. uh, the memo reads in part it was accompli- accompanied by a message that it was past time to end the strike and that the companies were finally ready to bar- bargain for a deal we accepted the invitation and in good faith met tonight in hopes that the companies were serious about getting the industry back to work um Instead, on the 113th day of the strike, and while the, a sag Afra is walk, wake, walking the picket lines by the, our side, we were met with a lecture about how good their single and only counteroffer was. And there's more to that, but I will get to that right after this break. Um, it is now 640, and it is 84 degrees in Carson City and sunny. And if you're driving out there, you know there's traffic. So, with all that being said, we'll be right back with more Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Spencer. I forgot.
3: Uh, No worries. No worries. Uh, The Brewery Arts Center presents Seed of the Movement, How Psychedelic Rock Art Took Root in Nevada uh, until September 17th. The gallery is open Tuesday through Sunday, noon to 4 p.m. Brewery Arts Center is located at 449 West King Street in Carson City. For more information, visit breweryarts.org.
1: All right. And we are sitting with Mark. Helton is our guest in studio, the entire show, and he is from, of course, the uh, co-founder of 97 and Now Productions, and we're talking season two of Murphy's Inc., which starts premieres tonight on KNBC 95.1 FM at 9 p.m. Pacific Time, mid-12 a.m. Eastern Time, and here's a little... uh, information about Murphy's Inc. Murphy's Inc. is an audio science fiction adventure that follows an organization led by Murphy with her two agents, Michael and Daphne, as they and their ragtag team travel through time to steal precious artifacts. Along the way, they'll meet famous historical figures, weave through danger, and experience historical events shown only in dusty, faded textbooks, intrigue, thrills, and betrayal follow as they jump deep into the past. That's right. Okay, so Eric in Whittier, California would like to know um, how you came up with the idea for Murphy's Inc.
2: Well, to be fair, I did not come up with the idea for Murphy's Inc. Milliam uh, Chan, a young lad who uh, of Chinese descent who was living in Australia at the time, came up with the idea of Murphy's Inc. He did an elevator pitch on Reddit, which uh, a couple of writers were interested, and uh, they brought in a creative consultant individual who actually contacted me having worked on uh, other shows such as like secrets of heritage house which is aired here on KNBC, um and said hey this seems like something that might work for you and i i love time travel i love back to the future i love you know timeless which was a recent series that i thought didn't get enough love um i i just i love time travel concepts and trying to break them down and mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense you can't do that because right. that would do this um and so uh, trying to just throw caution to the wind, uh, I came in, uh, having never fully produced uh, a show on my own before, and working with a, a creator, creator we call him Chan the Creator, who had never worked on an audio drama before, period. Two writers, Austin Dye and Tara Eon, who both had never worked on an audio drama before, period. Um, it made for a very interesting scenario that I kind of had to grab the reins pretty much on day one, um, I will say that uh, season one was predominantly creatively designed by the two lead writers, Austin Di and Terry Eon. But season two was, a lot of it, my brainchild. I am now officially the showrunner on Murphy's Inc., so uh, that means I completely drive the ship creatively mm-hmm. and lay out what we're going to do. We do bring in writers, give them some creative uh, ability to say, hey, can we do this? Can we try this? Can we bring in a new character for this? Um, but generally I set the overarching tone for the series today, mm. so I got to give credit where it is due and, uh, William Jan had a great elevator pitch that has turned into what this is today. Okay. Nice.
1: Hopefully Eric, that answers your question. If not, um, apparently did not. Okay. Hold on. Caller. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, he oh, would oh. uh, um, oh, like to know if you do it all by storyboard, but we'll get to that in a moment. Hello caller. Uh, who is this and where are you calling from?
7: Hey, everybody. My name is Tyrus. I am calling from California.
1: Hey, Tyrus from California. I remember you from uh, the uh, Fat and Black connection.
7: Yes, sir. Been on there a few times. I get <laughs> ragged on by Mark a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just a little bit.
7: Deservedly, though? He, he can get away with it, though. I let him.
2: <laughs> so Tyrus is the voice of the sailor, as well as a new character that will be introduced tonight Ooh. in episode one. So I'm not going to give anything away there. <clears throat> But uh, if you've seen the artwork for Episode 1 of Season 2, uh, his character is pretty predominantly placed within that art.
1: Oh, really? Okay. I'll have to look for that. Mm. Is it like a Where's Waldo yeah. thing, or will I be able to spot his character right away?
2: It's it's pretty obvious. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, Tyrus, how can we help you this evening?
7: Oh, man. First of all, thanks for taking the call. And um, I am extremely pumped for... Uh, the season two premiere, I mean, you can ask Mark. I've been begging him to give me the first episode so I can hear it, and he's been steadfast. At, uh, <laughs> he's shaking uh, his <laughs> head. <laughs> no while you're saying it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got him doing a bobblehead here in the studio. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I played the first
2: two minutes. I played the first two minutes of episode <clears> one. <throat> on uh, Fat and Black Connection a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Uh, So, you know, I gave the people a taste, but that's it.
4: The the, the preview, the the trailer. Well,
2: it certainly wasn't a trailer. Uh, It it was the first two minutes raw. Like, here's here's season two. Uh, Like I said, about two minutes. uh, So completely... It doesn't really give anything away. It, it recaps what happened in season one. So it wasn't giving anything away. So I felt good about it. He <laughs> wanted me to give away like the first scene where his character is in it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Not do that. Uh,
1: there, now the oh. truth comes out. <laughs> oh, okay. Well,
7: the thing is, Mark, Mark, um, well, Mark said that I'm uh, the voice of the sailor and another voice in season uh, two. But what uh, he didn't say that I am also a writer.
2: Oh, That's oh. true. I guess I should give credit uh, that you you are doing some writing on season two. Uh, you'll be able to tell which scenes are his, I'm sure.
1: Wow. <laughs> Dang, he's totally throwing you under the bus here, Tyrus.
2: All I said is you'll be able to tell which ones are his.
1: Uh, Tyrus, if you do respond, please remember this is FCC-regulated <laughs> FM radio. He used uh, to work on radio, so okay.
7: he should know. I, I, I know the rules. Okay. <laughs> so what, Mark, I just well, uh, I'll let you guys go, uh, but uh, Mark, I uh, do want to say I appreciate um, the face, if you will call it, if you guys know that um, this is my first time
2: writing for a show. Um, and it shows. Oof.
7: Oof, dang. <laughs> no, I guess that's true. I did edit a lot of it before we
2: recorded, so. Okay.
7: <laughs> you, you will see that what I've written great that's what mark is trying to say
2: oh so tyrus and i go way back to college so we've known each other for 20 years so that's why i give him a hard time ah, okay okay yeah it's not some guy i just met on the internet a couple weeks ago
7: yeah so uh just you know i'm i'm here for the long haul uh i'm listening to the show here at home in california but uh yeah i just wanted to call in and I'm ready, man. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for your big announcement because he won't even tell me that.
1: And, uh, <laughs> There's a couple of big announcements actually I saw that. I'm ready
7: for the, I'm ready for Murphy's Inc and and um, and you guys you have a wonderful day and well, uh, keep up the good work.
1: Well, thank you if you are and uh, I'd encourage you to continue listening to the program tonight cause so you can hear those big announcements. One of them actually is going to be in about nine minutes when we come back from the uh, top of the hour break.
7: Yep. Right on. All yeah, right.
1: All right, you too, sir, and thank you again for calling. All right, so Eric asked a question, a follow-up question to um, his first question, and uh, so he would like to know if you do any storyboarding for for the audio drama.
2: So storyboarding uh, is generally going to be done in the concept of like a visual presentation, um, not so much in the audio format. We, I do storyboarding in as so much as I I lay out the beats and say, okay. Uh, in season three, which is what I'm working on right now, in season three, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. And then it's how do we get there? How do we uh, achieve from episode one to episode 17, how do we tell that story? Uh, and so we I, I do lay that out uh, not in a traditional storyboard aspect because there are no visual representations or anything like that. It's all just, you know, audio uh and and i get to work with the uh, fabulous joe bly uh of knvc fame mm-hmm. uh and he he is a uh, contract employee for 97 and Al productions working on the show um and so yeah it's it's a lot of fun uh i i can say and we'll get into more i'm sure when we make some big announcements shortly uh storyboarding you know i know my way around it and i definitely need to um uh, probably start using it more.
1: (laughs) Especially with some of the questions I have for you. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. Um, So, uh, let me see. There's a couple of other shows because Murphy's Inc. Season 2 is tonight, but that's not the only show that 97 to Now Productions does. Um, There are a couple other ones, and I'm going to try and pull them up real quick. Um, One of which was already mentioned that I, I keep messing up the name for. Oakbridge. Oakbridge. Um which I couldn't find any information about, which was kind of sad. I so there there
2: is an Oakbridge Facebook page as a matter of fact, uh which we just haven't started publicizing fully yet. Uh there's a there's a Facebook and Instagram and a website that is currently be de- being developed. Uh, Oakbridge is a series that is set in the early 1990s and it follows uh an interesting series of events. Events. It's very much in the vein of I would say, uh, for the, the modern kids these days, uh, Stranger Things. Uh, it's in the vein of X Files, Twin Peaks, things of that nature. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'm very excited for this property. Uh, which Ashley, fantastic uh, writer. Um, she's really, you know, when she first reached out to us uh, with her original pitch for an audio drama, it was it was a great idea but it didn't really work for an audio drama means. And, you know, we talked about it conceptually, and I was like, why don't you novelize this? I think it would be served well there. I could mm-hmm. see this being maybe an English television series or mm-hmm. maybe a, you know, maybe even a movie, but from an audio drama, it was too much exposition via a narrator. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that just, in what we do, I don't didn't feel it would go well. Um, you know, one of the shows that we we did produce here at 97 now productions was uh captain fearless which aired here on KNBC, uh and that had an announcer that was involved in the script throughout uh but it was like quick hits it was and meanwhile on alcatraz island and of course Captain so, Fearless, so it was like from Super so
4: it's a segue more
2: to a to a, to a degree, right? Uh, meanwhile, in the Hall of Justice, uh, you know, and, and of course, Captain Fearless, starring the uh, terrible Spencer Stoner. I mean, fabulous Spencer Stoner, <laughs> uh, to my left. Uh, give him some. I know you want to. I saw you moving the mic, getting ready. Go for it.
3: Well, Captain Fearless is the friend to all. You know, every man, woman, and child. You know, f- f- feel deserves to have safety and friendship in this world and i will destroy any evil that will come to um he doesn't have a script so you know he <laughs> no, <doesn't>. well, <laughs> uh, so he's not an improv artist we know no, that <laughs> darn wh- wh- where am i from again i mean <laughs> harmony cove Har- yes harmony cove <laughs> because you know secret identities are hard to keep track of that's for sure but, yeah <laughs> but uh, but I can assure you that if your mail does come through Harmony Cove, it will reach the outskirts of the town, at least, safely.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yes. Uh, now, is that how it actually goes, or were no. you really... Okay, you were no, kind uh, of tripped up a little bit. Uh, no,
3: no, no. The, 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 the
2: character is to... Uh, Captain Fearless, to a degree, is, is a bit of an imbecile. Okay. Um, Spencer's oh, yeah. great at it. Yeah, and, he's, a, he's, uh, a,
3: he's an idiot with a heart of gold, Zach but <laughs>
2: So it, it's, there was no typecasting, I promise. Uh, it w- no, Spencer was amazing. So originally when we were looking to do the show and, and cast the show, I was afraid that I was going to have to play it myself because it, it was a part that I didn't want to double cast. I didn't Because there is the secret identity, right, Joe Buckley. I didn't want to have one person playing Joe and one person playing Captain Fearless. It needed to be one person doing both, and I didn't know if I would find that. And luckily, uh, Spencer was able to give me what I was looking for on our
3: second go round of recordings. Well, he, he did just happen to find a, a Superman fanboy who really, who really did like the concept Superman
1: of, or the Tick. Uh, yes,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Spoon. Yeah. I you love know, that cartoon. That yeah, I great. do too.
3: Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I just I'm a fa- I was a fan of the st- of stuff like uh, like Captain Fearless. You know, like the old Max Fleischer Supermans, where you have you have mild mannered Clark Kent, and then you have Superman. Yeah, you know, and, and so and this is just my chance to kind of have a little fun homage to that entire genre, and I loved it. Okay.
2: And I have received a second script for a Captain Fearless sequel, so that <gasps> might come. I haven't greenlit it yet, but that might come.
1: Okay. Um, uh, uh, Eric in Whittier, California says, why can I hear Scooby-Doo say, okay, Spence? Okay, Spence. Okay, Funny stuff. All right, so... Um, what else is so the, uh, the Captain Fearless and the Time Traveling Nazis? Time Traveling Nazis, Nazis of, of Doom. Wow, oh, we there, had because uh, there, there, there's other kinds of Nazis besides the ones of Doom. we had of uh,
2: from the Jack R. Abbott files, Murder by Garlic. Okay, that was uh, another fun one that was directed by co founder James Lewis. Um, and that one revolved around a uh, detective who is a Berkeley native but had made his way to Nolan's and uh, just some. Fun exposition, storytelling, and uh, you know, murder mystery. And we have uh, approximately twenty-one other scripts on our plate uh, for that s- series to potentially produce. So wow mm-hmm. we're we're looking at uh, we're looking at making that into a so series. so murder
3: by basil, murder <laughs> by uh, by time, murder the, by the assault. The second
2: one uh, <laughs> that we're looking at producing is murder by Tabasco.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, yeah. seriously? Yes. That's the title of it. Okay.
2: Well, it's from the Jack R. Abbott Files: Murder by Tabasco.
1: Okay, so it's all uh, well, culinary and yeah. and in...
2: not necessarily. Oh, there, yeah. there are some that are not appropriate for me to say on the F because of FCC right now.
1: That is true. <laughs> all right, thank you very much for that. Mm, all right, intriguing. But, <laughs> um, so before we go to the uh, top of the hour break, I just kind of wanted to uh, throw this out there. Um, so, looking at Murphy's Ink, you're going into season two now. It seems like it's everything's going good. Um, you know, you're riding this wave in. You know, everything's uh, all. Sunshine. I'm feeling pretty high on the horse. Yeah. Um, how about it, Are you looking at expanding the brand? Um, and if so, um, what avenues are you looking at in particular? But that'll be something we'll discuss after we get back from the break and, and after Jeez. your next uh your, oh yeah you gotta tease it yeah. um if you missed any part of the show please go and visit the pop culture kaboom podcast which is available uh, being produced by 97 and now productions uh what a dink! and you can pick what you can listen to it on any of your favorite str- uh, what is it called uh podcast not streaming and... podcast, podcast apps. platforms podcast, well, platforms, podcast yeah. and
3: streaming or kind of Same thing. Same
1: difference. Okay. So, your favorite podcast platform. And we'll be right back with after this. And that, again, snuck up on us and ended out of nowhere. Welcome back. This is the Pop Culture Boom Radio Show. Spencer Stoner, Rob Nalt, and I, your not so humble host. Jimmy Jones, bringing you everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. And we have our special guest, Mark Helton. He is the co-founder of 97 and Now Productions. They have done numerous audio dramas, including Captain...
2: Fearless, and the tri- time-traveling Nazis of
1: Murphy's Inc., uh, Season 1, and now Season 2, uh, the upcoming Oak Bridge, uh, science fiction, kind of horror-ish... Yep. Um, and also, he they uh, produced the Pop Culture Boom podcast. Um, am I missing one in there? Yes, I am. The Fat Fat and Black connection. Fat and Black,
2: indeed. So we'll I am your in, fat friend. We'll be getting into that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, but do you have a huge announcement that will affect the Reno, Sparks, Carson City, uh, Dayton? Where else is our Carson Valley? Oh, Carson Valley in general. A huge announcement for September seventh, twenty twenty four. So next year, about a year from now, and what is this huge announcement?
2: So, uh, as you said, September seventh, twenty twenty four. We will be ninety seven to now productions will be hosting uh, and organizing the very first annual. That's right, first annual Kaboom Con at the at the Carson City. I want to say convention center, Carson City <laughs> Community Center.
1: Oh, well, awesome! All right, so that is the big announcement, and uh, you know, you brought it up to me uh, earlier. Was it earlier this week? I was. Wasn't it. It's only been like a week. It hasn't you... been that long. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it really hasn't. Uh, it,
2: it has been something that Ninety Seven Now Productions has wanted to uh, dabble in, and we've we've you know felt like we're we're starting to build the base to To work in this direction, and then of course coupling in and bringing in the the talents of you and your team here, uh, and and the rolodex that you have at the ready, uh, <laughs> we, we felt that uh, now was the time. Uh, you know, Ericon working with Spencer and, and seeing that that kind of uh, production and how it was done, um, it I'm sorry. It, it well, it it definitely helped to uh, kick into gear and say, yeah, I think we can do this. Um, We already felt like it and, and seeing it, you know, this was our first con attending as, as a, uh, you know, exhibitor, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it was, it was a good, it was a good uh, moment to enjoy what was going on there and see how it was being done. And, you know, uh, I'm excited to, to do this and and give it a go, uh, you know, You'll be on your fourth. We'll be on our first. Let's see what happens.
1: Kaboom yeah. Con, September 7th, 2024 at the Carson City Community Center. I think this is the first ever pop culture con in Carson City.
2: I, I would love to be able to have that moniker, so uh, we got to dig in and make sure that that's truly the case. Cause... Uh,
1: I know in, uh, since I've lived in the area, there hasn't been one here in Carson City. I know the Carson City Library one year was going, trying to put one on, but... I don't think they were able to put on, they were just going to do a straight-up Comic-Con type of Mm -hmm. event inside the uh, Carson City Library, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that ever actually came to fruition.
2: Well, we will have 10,000 feet of floor space. Uh, We will be going from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. day of the event. It's just a Saturday, one day only. Uh, and, uh, we have space for up to 50 vendors.
1: All right. Oh. So, and everything officially launches, uh, tomorrow, correct? That uh, is that, right. That is the official launch date. So, um, they do, we'll have a Facebook page up, a Twitter account, Facebook, uh,
2: in- Twitter, Instagram. We've got an email address. We've got, uh, we're, we're set up in square for payments if necessary. We're, we're ready. Oh, another caller. Oh. Uh-oh. Yay. <laughs> Maybe a potential ex- exhibitor we'll have a This is
1: Jimmy No, uh, oh, First off, turn your radio off Twitter Please Instagram. Oh, sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> Let me get away from it <laughs> Okay, there you go Alright, who is this and where are you calling from?
7: Robert from Dreamwell Comics Hi, Robert hey, from
1: Dreamwell Comics, how are you? Good
7: I want to officially announce that uh, We want to be the first vendor for
2: KaboomCon
1: Awesome. That is awesome. Nice. Dreamwell Comics has been a longtime supporter of the pop culture kaboom yes. radio show. And uh um as far as I know, the only comic book shop in Carson City. So it'd be nice having an actual comic book vendor.
2: Absolutely. I love there. Dreamwell. I've been there and purchased many items from yeah, very good people there.
1: So yeah. Um Kaboom Con. Yes, sir. Eric, it is going to be called Kaboom Con. And uh glad to have you on board, <laughs> Robert. Um I, all make, right. I make sure you'll get all of the information. Um and uh, we got a year to plan this out, so this is going to be great.
7: Yeah, if you guys need any help in the planning or any of that, give me a ring. I'll be happy to help out.
1: All right, thank, thank you very you so much. much. Appreciate that. Nice. Probably some right. advertising in the shop. You know, when we got a fly, when they get a, when you get a flyer, mate.
2: Uh, marketing material has already been uh, to a degree worked. I've got a uh, comic book artist uh, named uh, Diego Iriarte who is uh, creating a. Uh, specific design, I've created some temporary art that I think is appropriate and will work for what we're doing. Uh, I've also started creating some merchandise. Uh, so... nice. I, tomorrow I'll be dropping a lot of stuff on uh, all of our socials for people to uh, you know there will be the Google form, which will be the vendor application. There will be access to our store, which will have all of the ninety-seven to now stuff. We even have pop culture Bo- kaboom podcast hats and things Yay! like that. Yeah, oh, so, cool. Yeah, there's, there's oh, a fan- I,
3: I got to get me one of those.
2: There's a fantastic Hawaiian shirt which I know you've seen and you oh, yes. said you'd rock it. I, I
1: don't would. see
3: you wearing it. So, no, I'm not- oh, I don't, I'm calling just you out, I don't out on that. because I don't got it yet.
2: <laughs>
1: when
3: it is in my grubby little paws, it will be on my grubby little body. I, enough,
1: I apologize but. for not coming in uh, lately, Robert. Um, I've been having some issues with things and just been, haven't been, a yeah, little no worries,
7: bit, no worries. been able to too, so.
1: been a, been able, haven't been able to make it in there though so, but I need to I know there's some uh, um, comic books I need to pick up yeah, the ones you kept telling him to hold <laughs> yes the ones I kept telling him asking him not telling him asking him to hold I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. dare tell Robert I would ask him <laughs> alright sir uh, anything else going on down there at the shop
7: Nah, we're just still open, and I'm busy, so oh, uh, to nice. get that in there.
1: So. Oh, and uh, I didn't read your—hold um, uh, on, let me check, because I, I saw your, uh, your comment about the food. and uh, <laughs> So i got to <laughs> read that out here, get this on there. So in short—Robert uh, wrote, wrote in, he said, In short treks to trouble with Edward, at least one tribble was hinted at to have been eaten, which sounds <laughs> disgusting. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 just I can't
3: say. imagine how much meat there is on a tribble.
1: I mean, yeah. Even because if there was a sh- lot
7: of meat, and it was blood red. Ew, like a quail.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> I would think if they're about palm size, right? Well, because of all yeah. the hair, when you shave them down, you get a chicken nugget. So that's <laughs> that's all I'm envisioning. Like, actually,
2: but do you eat it? Do you shave it and then eat it, or do you eat it with the hair on? Because it might I, be. A delicacy?
1: No, I don't think it'd be like cotton candy. So well, I, don't I, I guess you, that could, you could
3: theoretically, you know, get make it flame kissed and just burn all the
1: hair off. Mm. Oh yeah, because that always smells good. Right? <laughs> hey, burnt hair. <laughs> Kenny Rogers broasted Dribble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for that. Right. Uh, <laughs> We got some interesting visuals for me to, right. a reason for me to see, and a reason for me to see right my therapist now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> All right, Robert. Aww. Well,
1: thank you for, uh, you know, stepping up and uh, the first vendor for uh, the newly coined KaboomCon Ooh. 2024. Right. First <laughs> Kaboom- annual. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it will yeah. be the first annual and it can only expand from there. So that's, that's the hope. All right. Yes, you will get the promo links, Eric, <laughs> tomorrow when it launches tomorrow. Um, really? All right, sir. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we're going to get back to the conversation. Got it. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. Well, that's cool. All right. Absolutely. So no it's and boom, right off the bat, got yeah, a bender. It's,
2: it's exciting to to know that you know people are already interested. Thirty seconds into <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right the announcement, it's almost like he knew this was coming.
1: Almost. Almost. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Small town itis. (laughs) Yeah. Right. People talk. People talk. He's down the road, but he is literally. Yeah, he's down the road. So, Uh, okay. Um, So what else were we talking about? I can't even remember anymore. So let's just get in. Since uh, Robert did call and it was Dreamwell Comics, let's get into comics. Marvel Comics is drumming up the first look at Spider Gwen Smash. Okay, I'm that's sorry. not a really oh. Yeah, that's not a, not an appropriate title there, Marvel. Yeah, uh, yeah. set in Ghost Spider's native dimension of Earth sixty five, Gwen Stacy and her rock band The Mary Janes. That's not, <laughs> an, appropriate <laughs> not, 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 that's not an appropriate title. That's hilarious That's not an appropriate title either. Uh we'll return in the new series announced at the San Diego Comic Con on, on stands December fourteenth. The four-issue limited series will introduce more multiversal musicians: the mutants Allison Blair, aka Dazzler of the X-Men, or the okay, and the teleporter Lila Cheney. Uh, here's how Marvel describes Smash <laughs> Hulk. Oh, no. Uh, one of the Spider-Verse's biggest stars, Gwen Stacy, the superhero known as Ghost Spider, will return to her native dimension for an action-packed music tour gone wrong. On the road, Gwen and fans alike will meet awesome new Earth-65 versions of popular heroes, including music legends Dazzler and Layla cheney encountered deadly new villains and more the mary janes are off on a four city tour really a four city tour that's not even really a tour there's four issues yeah but still it's not a, a four <laughs> cities is not a tour okay well it's a, that, that's cr- a it's weekend a tour yeah. uh, as the opening act of one of earth 65's biggest rock bands which i guess is going to remain nameless maybe it's a no, so it's
4: kind of like how taylor swift has certain people at certain regions on her
2: tour
1: yeah, any... so then they are on tour. Then
2: I'm not a big follower of Tay Tay, but that makes sense.
1: <laughs> Gwen has promised the band that this big break will be all that all about the music, no web slinging, just drums. But when a mysterious assassin targets the headliner, Gwen begins to wonder how she got this gig in the first place. Me too. I really, I'm wondering myself. <laughs> so, what do you think about? Gwen Stacy and the Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that, thanks for giving us your opinion of that Rob, okay, Spencer?
3: Well, you know, uh, a lot of people when when Stanley actually came up with Mary Jane Watson back in the day, were kind of going, "How did you get that past the, you know, the, the comics code, man? It's like I just named her Mary Jane. I didn't realize that it was that it was slang for marijuana." It's, so it's it's sometimes ignorance is bliss. Okay, well it makes I sound take subversive it as, as Spider Man's exes together
4: forming a band. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it, it,
1: is that what it is?
4: Gwen Stacy and the Mary Janes. <laughs> okay. Do you it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I, I'm just still stuck on the title Spider Gwen Smash. Yeah, I that's mean, sounds
2: like
3: a very, well. It's
1: because that's, that's a colloquialism. No, like I a very think it's
2: because
4: film it's film title Spider. It's Ghost Spider and Gwen Stacy, so they smashed them together, so it's Uh, Spider-Gwen.
1: Okay. uh, (laughs) And I thought I was reading too much into it. (laughs) Marketing. It's marketing. (laughs) Good point. Uh, I need to see the cover art.
5: Yeah.
4: She's all split in half. <laughs> Come <Ew>. on. <laughs> no.
1: All right. Phrasing. Next up, yeah, let's go to the next news article real quick here. Uh, Todd McFarland, that'll really blank that whole image out of your head. Has still not completed completely given up on the idea of finishing Image United, the series which was a jam book featuring the founding members of Image, including some variant cover work from Jim Lee in spite of his role at D C launched in two thousand nine but was never completed it saw the artists trading off drawing their own characters within the context of a shared issue so that pages had to be shuffled around from artist to artist this makes absolutely no sense no wonder it never got done perhaps Mm. inevitably the book slowed to a crawl and then stopped with its third issue of a planned six hitting the stands in august 2010 and nothing after that For years, Rob Liefeld said he was still committed to completing the project as long as he didn't have to draw feet. Uh, (laughs) What? I'm I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm like, (laughs) what's that? He didn't say that. I added that in there. But he he did say he he was committed to completing the project. But eventually declared it dead after he lost the rights to Youngblood, characters who appeared in the series. In a conflict, uh, contract dispute, nevertheless, McFarlane, sw- McFarlane, and then it's like told toldcomicbook.com, nevertheless, McFarlane, someone Liefeld previously said had abandoned a project long ago. Oh, okay. Toldcomicbook.com, he's open to the possibility at different times, Eric Larson, Rob Liefeld, and Robert Kirkman, who was not a founding member of an image member, but is currently a partner and was brought on to write the book have all said they hope to get it done. (laughs) At one point in 2019, Liefeld was supposedly working quietly on the project, knocking out some pages in the hopes of reinvigorating the thing. It's very easy to say, hey, if it was up to me and put it on those other guys, but I'm very busy too, The Walking Dead and Invincible creator Kirkman said this spring. It's not like these scripts are done. They're not. I would never say never, but it ain't looking good. If I can frustrate you, can I frustrate you? Question mark. There's a ton of pages for issue four and five that are done. I've. Uh, so, uh, is he talking Dr. Seuss here? Because it seems like going in this weird circle. I've seen them. They're great. It's amazing stuff. There's aspects of the pages, the pages that are done. There's still like a couple of pieces that haven't been put in. Okay, that was just confusing there. I don't know why they even quoted him. That was like the worst circle conversation I've ever heard in my life. Um Eric this this, uh, this article could have used an editor. Yeah, well, <laughs> Robert Kirkman could have used an editor just to <laughs> just to make that statement. Um, Eric compares uh, Mary, uh, Spider Gwen and the uh, Mary James to uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. Another name that doesn't sound. Right for FCC Regulator. Like, yeah, but, okay. but, now, but now, <laughs> I'm, now I'm thinking of Tom Jones. Now, now I have Tom Jones stuck in my head. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. All right, sir. Before we went to break, I did pose a question.
2: You did. You did. About Murphy's Inc. And at this point, God, I don't remember what it was.
3: <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't either. I got short-time-itis. Oh,
6: okay.
3: Well, plus he only has about 40 seconds to answer it now.
1: Yeah. So I guess you'll have to wait until after the movies. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> The question was, actually, um, having Murphy's Inc. appear uh, in any other form of medium besides audio drama.
2: Ah, yes. Well, see, we were sidetracked by the big announcement at the top of the hour. Yes, we were. So, with that question, I guess... Because that was
1: technically another big announcement, so now we're going to have to wait and Yeah, I'm going
2: to have to tease another big announcement, and since we've got... Uh buddy boy T- tony sanfilippo coming yeah i guess i'm gonna have to hold that off and that announcement off for a little bit
1: yeah but i can uh, pose this question um have you ever thought about uh, audio or doing a, like a, translating it into an animated series
2: absolutely uh th- this show has a, a lot of fun aspects and i think uh moving towards a visual
1: medium w- would be ideal all right, but the, that is not the big announcement. Absolutely not. I wish it was, but it ain't. But uh, so when we we will get to that eventually. <laughs> Until then, it is now time for a hard break. When we get back, it'll be movie time with Mister Tony Sanfilippo. So don't go anywhere. More pop culture boom radio show right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboomer Radio Show. Everything you want, everything you need in pop culture entertainment. So, as we kind of hinted at it before, we get into movies with Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Um, you have a huge announcement concerning Murphy's Inc. that actually Eric Hernandez in L- Whittier, California, was very interested in. So,
2: so I uh, I can uh, I will read this uh, official news announcement that will be coming uh, in a press release uh, this next week, but I'm announcing it here first for you fine folks
1: An exclusive.
2: exclusive. I am pleased to announce that 97 and productions has partnered with the father and son dynamic duo from the indie hit film that made history this year at San Diego comic-con, the sequel to the film from 20 years ago. Lumpia with a Vengeance, which will be available for digital purchase or rental on October 3rd. The Iriartes, Lawrence and Diego, have begun early development on the Murphy's Inc. comic book, which will be set 10 years prior to the start of the audio drama.
1: Woohoo! So, <laughs> and uh, they're going to be doing it, so they're, are they writing it and also drawing it, or are they just drawing it?
2: So, we are working in concert. Uh, they There will be some issues, that is 100% them writing and and developing and illustrating, there will be some that I'm issue one. I've uh, created the the beat boards, if you will. I've laid out what what needs to yeah, happen. Yeah, I don't want to fly into Portland. What?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Tony, you're still, you are there. He's, We're he's, just he's conversing. On. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah,
9: sorry. No, I thought I was on mute. Sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm, here, I'm here whenever we Yeah, because I wouldn't want to fly into Portland either. That, that sounds like yeah, a horrible yeah, idea. Like <laughs> flying into Carson <laughs> City.
9: <laughs> no, Jimmy, Anna was asking me something. I'm like, no, I don't want to fly into Portland.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. I don't blame you on that one. Um, just real quick, Tony, it'll be one more second. Um, so. Um, oh, no, no worries. Uh, so the big announcement is that it's going to be a Murphy's Inc. comic book. Is it going to but I got so many more questions about that um, but we'll get picked that up after the movies with Mr. Tony Sanfilippo how are you sir Oh, good.
9: I myself because we a conversation. I didn't realize we were on the air doing this. I thought you were just in the background talking. So. Oh, my, sorry about my that. My fault. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing
1: good. So each week, the upcoming releases are carefully picked over from Rotten Tomatoes and up to five films are selected from genres that I would watch and those genres are action, adventure, horror, science fiction, anime, or fantasy and that is pretty much it. With that in mind, we sit through some of the most hideous trailers ever made and we'll read you the synopsis of each film then give you our not so humble opinions bear in mind we are not professional movie critics we're just overly opinionated blowhards but mr tony sanfilippo of Filippo's horrible reviews is you can catch all of tony sanfilippo's reviews of concerts television shows and movies at Filippo's horrible reviews and you got a big one coming up because uh you weren't you didn't att- weren't here last week because you were in dallas with uh, metallica
9: I was, yes. I was there watching uh, both nights of Metallica. I have not had time to do up a review yet, but uh, we'll be working on that. Um, it, was a, it was a great show, great time. Uh, Dallas, 110 heat, not a great time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and humidity, exactly. too, on top of that, Oof. too. It was,
9: it was extremely hot, man. I don't think i felt heat like that before. And, and
1: next week you're with Metallica again, but in what yes, city? yeah. Not we'll Portland. In, uh,
9: <laughs> not not in Portland, no. We'll be in Phoenix next week. Oh, oh another, another hot spot. Yeah. Nice. Another, but another but hot at least it's a dry heat. Yeah, it's a dry heat. It's a dry versus humid. But, yeah, it'll be another hot place. Uh, see a Metallica Jeez,
1: so. maybe they should uh, go and pick a concert venue that isn't like uh, you know that has a nice comfortable 70 degrees or something right now you know what I'm saying oh I know yeah. well, Sacramento, you October. know what's funny
9: is they're playing all like uh, like dome stadiums you know with uh, the roofs and the ACs so well they're not playing Colorado it's like everything seems to be big out uh, big indoor stadiums so
1: well at least you got that advantage going for you
9: yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. AC works well at Jerryland. It that, that worked well. <laughs> nice stadium. Not a oh, Cowboys fan, but very nice stadium.
1: Oh, okay. Did you hit the uh, Dallas Cowboys gift shop up at the uh, airport?
9: Uh, you know, I did stop and look into it. <laughs> um, we It was it was interesting. We actually took a tour of uh, their practice facility where uh, Jerry Jones's office is. Yeah. Uh, they call it the Star. Awesome. Awesome uh, place to tour if you're down there. Um, Um, Obviously, you don't have to like the Cowboys, but a lot of cool history. Um, They got their uh, Lombardi trophies on display, their rings. Of course they do. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to
1: tell you about my experience when I was uh, living in the Bay Area and I went and I uh, uh, used to work out at the 49ers um, practice facility. But that's a oh, story that's for awesome. a different time. I'll tell you about that at okay. some other point in time. Anyway, here on the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show, we utilize this carefully crafted and patented Pop Culture Kaboom movie rating system. If it is worth, seems worth seeing in a movie theater at full price, it is a good, not a great. That is to be determined by you if you choose to see it in a the theater. If it is deemed worthy of seeing in a movie at, as a matinee or in your team or in your town's cheap theater, it is a so so. If it seems worth seeing on a streaming service or as a rental or however you choose to watch the film while avoiding, Social interaction, it is a blah, and it is deemed so awful you should wait for it to be on public television. It is considered a touch brown because FCC regulations say we can't use profanity. So, I'm gonna throw the dart at the proverbial dartboard here and don't look away. Ever since, look
5: away. Yeah,
1: ever since Frankie laid eyes on what appears to be a killer mannequin, it shows up everywhere she goes and gruesomely slashes her friends without a trace. Slashes her friends without a trace Until they finally learn its secrets That makes no sense he, uh, No, right. there would be
9: blood, right? Yeah. Blood doesn't
1: just disappear How do you gruesomely Even, even old them. Dexter couldn't make it all disappear No, he couldn't, and he was a forensic expert So, yeah. in addition to this week's Slowest-moving killer, we have an Inanimate object that apparently is Equally as deadly Seriously, though, I can't take this serious Horror movies like this are the Darwin Awards of horror. If you get flatlined by a mannequin, perhaps you didn't deserve to breathe in the first place. I'm giving it a touch brown. Tony, what say you?
9: Okay, Mannequin 3 is here and there's nothing going to stop him now. The first two mannequins, (laughs) they they became hotties. Well, this one becomes a puppet-looking thing from Goosebumps. (laughs) It sure made me wish there was a new Nightmare on Elm Street just with the whole why-don't-you-believe-me aspect. I'm not crazy. The actors and actresses seem to do a good job of looking terrified from some dumb mannequin that magically teleports. And if it doesn't move, how the heck does it kill? (laughs) Stop-motion cheese effects, I'm sure. This movie movie looks so poopy. It's a touch brown. Okay. Rob,
4: what say you? Yeah, this one. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like... I just expected something to happen, but know. no, nothing, like, it gave us no indication that the, the mannequin actually is a killer, except that it just stands there, so to me, like, it's like, I don't get it, like, <laughs> so it's a total touch brown. Okay, Mark, what say you?
2: So, first, here's my prediction about this film. It's, what a twist. The mannequin is not the killer. Just putting that out there. Uh, however, touch Magically brown. Magically
1: teleporting mannequin ain't the killer. Yeah. Nope. Okay. It's not a
2: mannequin. It's somebody who's using the mannequin as an excuse. But touch brown, I felt absolutely nothing for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Not even worth enough for a real good zinger in there.
2: Every Everything else I have comments
3: on. That one,
2: i just <laughs> <laughs> shaking
1: my head is the only comment I have on that one. Spencer, what say you? All right. This
3: looks like the worst combinations of the concept of the Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. Which were actually genuinely terrifying even on television. And It Follows, which is one of the most underrated piece of crap movies I've ever watched. <laughs> wow. Because okay. it bre- it breaks its own rules. And I hate it when things do that. And I have a feeling that this is gonna be along those lines where it's gonna break its own rules and it cannot do as well as and it cannot do the uh, killer that can't be that only moves when it can't be seen shtick as well. I'm gonna go touch brown on this as well. Alright, straight up the bat we got a big streak. All right, excuse me. Tony, <laughs> what straight, is yes. next?
9: Trauma therapy, psychosis. Vance is building a new base in the remote outskirts of Kirkcaldy, Scotland. Their stoic assistant, El- Elizabeth, along with former student John, recruit hopeful new group of lost souls for an intensive retreat to solve their deep-seated problems. All right, Vance. Team Vance has issues. And they're trapped. They're going to be cured of all their problems. Little do they know that being in this place is just going to create more issues and more psychoticness. Eventually, they're all going to go crazy, be more messed up than ever before. I don't think I can watch. Uh, I don't think I can watch a movie about a group of people stuck in a room. Dealing with issues, because I'm around a lot of people with enough issues throughout the day. That I just need to watch a movie about it. So I'm good. I'm going to pass on this one and say Touch Brown.
1: Okay. okay. Uh, so many things are in this trailer to unpack, from the Squid Game jumpsuits to so the one flew over the Cuckoo's Nest vibe. Speaking of which, I found the surroundings rather unnerving for some reason. I don't know why. It's just kind of weird, uh, whole... The retreat or, setting? Or just a weird kind of echoey reverb in the rooms, you know, kind of like they're... And just empty spaces. Hmm. It was I don't know why I found out unnerving. Anyway, a group of people with some sort of deep-seated mental trauma are forced to confront their fears. But for this place to know that much about them, they would have had to talk about some of their traumas so they didn't just... Well, why didn't they just see a regular therapist? I mean, they had to give them exclusive information for them to know these fears in the first place. So it's... Kind of, isn't that dealing with your problem? Anyway, it's a, it's movies like this that make me ask too many of the obvious wrong questions uh, for wrong answers to allow a movie-to-movie. So I'm going to have to give it a touch brown as well. <laughs> Spencer, what say you? Well,
3: you know, I just can't take... I, can't not, I cannot take any medical professionals
1: from Scotland seriously. I don't know if he is from Scotland. He's just saying he's going to build something there. Oh. Well,
3: Yes, I know, but you know, but yeah, it gives you an excuse to use a bad Scottish accent, and I, I can't, I can't not well, take. gave that you chance. the excuse to use a bad Scottish accent. Oh, this is more Irish than Scottish. You right? got to get more angry. Oh, okay. oh no, no. I get more at the more at the front of the tongue, Scottish, Scottish. You go to the back of the throat. But it's got to be aggressive. Oh, all right. Yes, but FCC regulations and all. Right. And we, need to, to the, and we all. need to get to these, So. <laughs> uh, yeah just touch brown okay <laughs> well it it doesn't have anything that's really interesting in it i mean all right. you have it, it, it's it's the old trope of i make one really bad decision at the beginning and it just kind of you know, dominoes from there all
1: right mark what say you
2: i found myself more interested in watching a video showing on the side <laughs> than, uh, <laughs> touch brown
1: okay rob what say you um, yes,
4: a group of people who seem that they don't need his form of therapy <laughs> <laughs> are getting his form of therapy. Um, yeah, it. I don't know. It just didn't quite make sense that he was helping them. Yeah. Um, so Hold yeah,
1: Touch Brown. Okay, boy, two streaks in a row. All right. So let's get to the next one, uh, and up next is. Slother House. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that name seriously. It is literally supposed to be like slaughterhouse, but Sloth Her House. But anyway, a senior. She's a senior. Emily Young wants to be elected sorority president. She adopts a cute sloth, thinking it will help her win, but a string of fatalities implicates the sloth. <laughs>
4: i like how he's implicated
1: (laughs) yeah oh boy where do i begin with this one the, the torn shirt let's start with the concept a tree sloth goes on a killing spree no real explanation as to why but a critter with the speed of a herd of turtles stampeding through peanut butter is murdering sorority sisters and to my and to my surprise they're not unconscious when they get murdered. The only believable death is the one in the hospital bed, because she wouldn't be going anywhere. This is a horror, fu- this is horror fun that requires a certain amount of adult beverage before the title screen even comes up, but I'm okay with that. I like me some ridiculous horror sometimes, and for some unknown reason, I'm in the mood, so I'm giving this one a blah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just because
1: I would be too intoxicated to drive if I tried to see it in a theater. So, anyway, uh, Tony, That's what's That's probably the you?
3: nicest thing you've ever said about a no. horror
1: movie. <laughs> Especially this one. I just well, happen to be in the mood cause... for All right, Tony, what's, what's
9: up? One, No, you're good. That's just... <laughs> I agree. That's the funniest way you put that. Uh, <laughs> one, one sloth to rule them all, and one horrible looking animatronic to kill them all. <laughs> it has a gremlin's child's play and all the cheesy horror movie tropes you can ever want into this movie. Is this movie going to be good? No. Is it going to be gory? Maybe. Is it going to be cheesy and just straight horrible? Yes. But will I watch it? Surprisingly? Yes. <laughs> wow, out of curiosity. It looks ridiculous. It looks so stupid that I do want to watch it.
1: It looks terrible. <laughs> but how would you watch it, though? Oh, bluff.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go to the theater and watch it.
1: Okay, Rob, what's the you?
4: Um, yeah, was it me or was anybody else expecting like the sloth to like brush his hair back? Like... Oh, I know. Yeah, was... <laughs>
6: like... oh, should, I should have
4: done that at some point, especially when I was in a Barbie car. Right? Yeah. No, there's just a moment. <laughs> I'm just going like, do it. Just come on, do it. Like.
6: <laughs> um...
4: I actually have heard about this movie for a while coming out and have been excited to finally see the like, trailer <laughs> because this is like right on line with like the movies I love to like just exploit and like watch over and tell everybody you have to see this horrible movie. Um, so yeah, no, I've been excited about this movie. I can't wait. Um, I unfortunately I won't be able to see it in the theater, so I'm going to have to say blah. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, Mark, what's are you?
2: I'm going to break with the pack here, so i got to ask, is this a horror or is this a comedy?
1: Yes. I wasn't
2: sure. Uh, I, I got to say, this is really, frankly, too awesome to miss out on. Uh, however, I'm not going to pay regular prices to see it. So it, it is extremely hokey and absurd, but I am giving it a so-so because oh. I'm worried it may not ever get to streaming after the fact. So I'll see it in the cheap theater. All right,
1: Spencer, what say you?
3: I love a really cheesy quote unquote <laughs> villain. I mean, I love the Sharknado movies. I loved zombie tidal wave, which they've really missed an opportunity by calling not calling it zombie tsunami. But and but and but the sloth it just looks the animatronics looks terrible. And it just and and when you when you're just seeing it staring at you it's kind of creepy. Because it's just an animatronic sloth, just kind of staring at you with dead, creepy eyes. But with all that being said, I am so curious about this movie. I'm not going to go see full price, but I would go see this in the theater with my with like my family and friends. So I'll give this a
1: so-so as well. Wow. Okay. Slotherhouse, the highest rated one so far this week. But we yeah. still got two more movies to go, Ernest and... Celestine, A Trip to I'm glad you got that one, Tony. That's all i got to say. Oh, thank you, yes. And the 400-pound gorilla in the room this week, which is The Equalizer 3. So two more movies to go, and we'll be getting to those as soon as we get back, so don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Boom Radio show with Mr. Tony Sanfilippo and our special in-studio guest, Mark Helton, coming up next.
3: Night Off the Streets is organizing a fundraiser for their mission of providing a warm, safe place for people experiencing homelessness and for establishing a permanent location. The event will take place at St. Peter's Church, 314 North Division Street in Carson City, on Saturday, September 9th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Funds will be raised through the sale of food and raffle items. If people are unable to attend but would like to help, Night Off the Streets is... Also looking for raffle prizes or baskets to help sell raffle tickets. For more information, please contact Night Off the Streets at 775-600-2215 or by email at notsmanager
1: at gmail.com. And welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Our special in-studio guest, Mr. Mark Helton from 97 and Now Productions. And also Mr. Tony Sanfilippo from Filippo Sorbo Reviews is on the phone with us. We are going over movies that are going to be coming out this week. And just to recap, uh, Don't Look Away... Uh, got a big brown streak. Everybody gave a touch browns. Trauma therapy, psychosis. uh, Everybody also gave that touch browns. And then we get into Slother House, the ridiculous movie about a killer sloth. (laughs) Spencer and Mark gave it so-sos. Tony, Rob, and I gave it blahs. And now we get to the next movie, which is Mr. Sanfilippo. It is
9: Ernest and... Celestine a trip to Gibber Gibberisha. I had to I listened to the Google translation of it. it's like Gibberisha. That's what it said, Well, Okay. We'll just say Gibbertown, whatever. Ernest and Celestine. Or and gibberish, people.
1: whatever you want to say.
9: Gibberish. We'll say Gibber. Okay. Ernest and Celestine return in this delightful and joyous follow-up to their first Academy Award. Nominated Adventure, which introduced a bear and a mouse as the unlikeliest of friends. Ernest remains a you troubadour dedicated to a life of music and art. And his constant grouchiness is softened by a creative whims of his mouse friend, Celestine. When she accidentally breaks his beloved violin, they must take a long voyage to Ernest's country of or gibberish. <laughs> home to the only artist who can repair it. But when they arrive, they are shocked to discover that all forms of music have been banned in Town for many years. And the land once known across the world for its incredible musicians has fallen silent. It's up to Ernest and Celestine and their new friends, including a mysterious masked outlaw, to bring music and happiness back to the land of bears. Is that anybody wanting to watch this? Because just reading that was pretty bad. <laughs> but here's what I put. Ernest is back from the dead after going to camp and saving Christmas, and he has a tag team partner named Celestine. Oops, sorry, Vern. Just the wrong movie. Jim uh, Barney is long gone, and anyone younger than us wouldn't know who the heck he is right. anyway.
6: <laughs> Google it.
9: So, <laughs> anyways, it's a French animated sequel about a bear and a mouse, and they're on a holiday to... Gibbertown. town then uh that's about all i got the nice things i'll say is the animation is a nice 2d i'm sure there's an audience since it's a sequel however i'm not one so for me personally it's a mahoon tactile
1: that's French for touch brown. <laughs> wow. I googled that earlier. Very international <laughs> of you. Ooh. There you go. All right. Uh, an, we, 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 we. an animated <laughs> version of Footloose in his classically bad animation where every frame <laughs> looks like the, <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. That's perfect. All right. Well, you're right. And uh, so this is every, this is that bad classically bad animation where every frame looks like the characters have some kind of weird skin disorder and their flesh is in constant motion, <laughs> a style I've never liked. So according to the trailer, this Paddington wannabe started uh, playing the forbidden note, and being a musician myself, the only forbidden note I know of is the brown the note. Brown. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> lower, lower. Um, do, you, do you know what the brown, brown note is?
2: It'll make you crap. The one pig. that makes yeah. Poop. <laughs> in basically. Expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uncontrolled
1: yeah. bowel movements. Uh, but anyway, uh, for 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 which uh, he, uh, for obvious reasons, is is not for kids' cartoon. Uh, he isn't playing. Couple a uh, couple. All of this bad with the fact that the trailer was in French. I have no reason to watch this and feel sorry for the parents that might be forced to if their children are so inclined after inadvertently watching that trailer. Speaking of the brown note, touch brown. Let's wow. say you. <laughs> well,
3: uh, yeah, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for two D hand drawn animation, and this has that vibe to me. And I really, I really miss like the Disney movies that were you know two D animated. You know, I, I know, I know, uh, like Beauty and the Beast had some CG parts in it, but it was hand drawn, and that was just pure artistry that I loved. And for that, uh, I will, I will give this a look. Because uh, I do find I, I did find it very a very sweet trailer, but I won't I won't go out of my way to see it in a movie theater. So I will give it a blah. Wow,
1: that's very generous of you. I want whatever you're taking.
3: Oh, <laughs> I, I just I have a soft spot in my heart for hand drawn art. It's 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 a die it's dying these days. Hand drawn animation. All right, Mark. What say you? Uh, I'd have to watch it twice.
2: Once for the dialogue. Once for the animation. Because I don't speak French. Uh, it, it does seem like it might be a cute story. Uh, however, I am more interested in making an animated film about the brown noise now. Uh, <laughs> the brown note. <laughs> but I, I, I am giving this a blah, because I, I, having a little one, uh, I feel like I, I could see her enjoying this with the English dubbing.
1: Okay. Rob, what say you?
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one
4: did, not I, I like 2D animation. Very, it reminded me very much of Secret of Nim. Um, but except with a weird skin disorder because it just—it <laughs> just—I don't know—it just, this story just doesn't seem very like intriguing. I mean, I know like it's about like ooh they lost like their they can only play one note, but to me it just seems like I don't know it just didn't seem intriguing to me. So okay. that's a touch
1: brown. All right. So to recap, Ernest and uh, Celine, Celestine uh, trip to uh, gibberish. Uh, ever uh, Spencer and Mark gave it Blaz. Tony, Rob, and I gave it Touch Browns, Slotherhouse got two so-so's, one from Spencer one from Mark, Rob, Tony and I gave it Blahs Trauma Therapy, Psychosis is one big brown streak, and Don't Lick Away is one big brown streak and now we get to do 300 pound gorilla la 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 400 pound gorilla la, uh, I was going to say, did the,
3: did the gorilla lose weight between this, this week and last? No, the
1: three in the title <laughs> threw me off, and that is the Equalizer 3 Uh, Since giving up his life as a government assassin, Robert McCall has struggled to reconcile the horrific things he's done in the past and finds a a strange solace in serving justice on behalf of the oppressed. Finding himself surprisingly at home in southern Italy, he discovers his new friends are under the control of local crime bosses. As events turn deadly, McCall knows what he has to do to become his friend's protector by taking on the Mafia. All right. The character with OCD and an obsession for doing things in a particular time limit is back and taking on the Italian Mafia. Literally, he's in Italy and taking on the mafia. You can't get more on the nose than that. Though I do believe Denzel Washington is one of the best low-key action actors in our, of our time. Uh, if you want to go check out The Book of Eli, you'll see what I mean. And generally, uh, one and two of this series were okay as well. I don't think a third installment was something anyone asked for, so it's filled with inter- though it's filled with interesting but improbable fight scenes, I would watch it, uh, just not in a theater. I'm going to give it a blah. Tony, what say you?
9: Oh, Denzel Washington
1: is back as the Equalizer. It looks action-packed,
9: and hopefully it's an awesome new chapter in what is now a trilogy. The first two were fantastic, and I really enjoyed them, so I'm excited. I don't know if I expect it to be as good as the others, but you can always hope um, that it'll be just as good, if not better, than the sequel. So I'm sure it will fit in nice somewhere, and like you said, Denzel Washington is definitely a good low-key action star. Um, I'm sure it'll be awesome to go see. So for me, it's a good. I'll I'll definitely go see this.
1: Okay. Rob, what say you?
4: Yes. Denzel's getting the reins back from Queen Latifah. And (laughs) well, she's on this Equalizer TV show. Oh, oh, that's true. You're right. So she's like, she's right. the same character, but on the TV show. So he's taking it back. Um, I don't know about you, but I kept kept finding myself yelling things like every time his character spoke. Yes, of course you can, or no, you can't. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know because I like the Equalizer movies. They were fun movies. Um, so I, to me, I think it would be a so-so. Okay. Um, I have no plans to go see it, but I think if I did, it'd be matinee. All
1: right, Mark. What say you?
2: Having not seen the first two, uh, I'd be interested. What? Yeah, I haven't seen them. Uh, I'd be interested, especially since there is a a tie-in to the modern mafia. Uh, I love mafia films, you know, uh, Godfather series and and Mm -hmm. Goodfellas and all those. So, you know, to see a modern take uh, might be interesting. But, uh, again, having not seen the first two, I feel like I need to give it a blah because I would want to see those before. Uh, And so I might as well wait until it's streaming.
1: Okay, Spencer, (laughs) what say you? <clears throat>
3: Pardon me. First, what seems like a non sequitur. I hated the new MacGyver show. I loved the old MacGyver show. I have not seen Equalizer One, nor have I seen Equalizer Two, because I hated the MacGyver show. And this, is, and here's the logic: I loved the Equalizer show as a kid. I watched that. I watched that regularly when I was a kid. The Equalizer. I know I'm weird.
1: Is there any correlation between these Denzel Washington? I'm getting films there. In there. I'm getting there. No, so, I mean, is it like a, a series or something? Oh, yeah, it's based off of that show, that original show. Oh, see, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, know so that. see, so, I did not know that.
3: Since I was so burned by the MacGyver reboot, I forced myself to not watch the Equalizer movies because I was a fan of the show of the original show, not the one with Queen Latifah, the original one back in the '80s. That being said, I am a big fan of Denzel, so if it was on streaming and I had nothing else to do, and I got around to seeing the other two, I would probably go see it, uh, but, but I would give it a blah.
1: All right. Huh. I did didn't never knew that. All right, so Equalizer 3, the big 400-pound gorilla in the room this week, it comes down to, uh, Tony, you said a good, right? I say good for that one, yeah. Okay. So Tony gave it a good. Uh, Rob gave it a so so. And Spencer, Mark, and I, all three of us gave it a blah. And the other ones, I'm not going to rehash. So those does, again. does that make Slaughterhouse
3: the best rated
1: one of the week? Um, not not no, because uh, the <laughs> Equalizer 3 got a good. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Oh, so close. Very close. <laughs> we were very doing close. the score of yeah. averages. Yeah, and yeah, the score of averages, because there was two so-sos for Slaughterhouse House, but one good and a so-so for... Oh, okay. So that okay. put it over the top. So very close yeah. this week, though. Something completely ridiculous. Actually, two things completely ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, uh, almost got our top builds. All right, so next week, uh, Tony, you won't be able to be with us, because you'll be in Arizona with Metallica. I,
9: I will be at... Uh... Doing Metallica
1: at the time of the show next week. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then you should just jump on stage and just uh, get us an interview of James Hetfield right there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so, but next week we will be, be talking about. We will be talking about Shadow Island, The Nun Two, Good Ooh. Boy. A good boy. You don't even want to know what that's about. That's basically like uh, okay. a, f- mm-hmm. a furry.
6: Mm, A horror movie about a furry, I
1: think Mm. My Animal, which is a completely different movie Just wanted to throw that out there too Uh, And The Inventor So those are the uh, five movies We'll be talking about next week Uh, Mr. Sanfilippo uh, You have some safe travels
9: well, thank you, Mister Jones. I look forward to it, and I will get those reviews done hopefully soon.
1: All right, and we'll uh, look for the uh, your review of the Metallica concerts from Dallas and Arizona in the near future. They will be, yeah. Well, that will be up there. All
9: well, right. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a great time, as usual. And uh, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Absolutely.
1: Good. All right. You have a good night, sir. And we'll talk to you later. Thank you. All <laughs> so right, later. All right. So, uh a comic book.
2: Yes, indeed.
1: <laughs> oh, that'll for Murphy's Inc. Um, so Oakbridge though. That sounds really interesting. Are you so is that? if this is successful with the uh, comic book, um did you plan on doing like a, a Kickstarter to get funding for public publishing or how have you put much thought into it? I know you're just it's still in this kind of early stages of development.
2: Yeah, so the the initial plan is that it's going to be digital purely uh to start. Uh, i don't I'm not a big fan of Kickstarters. I'm not a big fan of uh, asking people for their money uh, until I have an actual product. Uh, I like to be you know self-produced I like being on on the indie circuit if you will. Uh, so you know for me it's it's more important that I have the the creative control, if you will. so um you know i I am open to all things if somebody wants to uh you know, hit us up and make a pitch. I'm, I'm open to, to hearing ideas and suggestions, but, uh, you know, I, I think right now we're, we are working with a lot of synergy, uh, and moving in a positive direction, you know, uh, bringing on Pop Culture Kaboom and a lot of the contacts from there, bringing on, uh, you know, working with the guys from Lumpia with a Vengeance, uh there's there's just think. the the sky yeah. is is the limit right now for what we can do with some of the properties that we have so uh animated series in regards to murphy's inc or, or even a live action series for that matter uh i i think the show has legs and i think it i think by the end of season two we may have some offers on our plate.
1: well i think if you're to go the animated route um, I would not. I would keep all of the same voice actors.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Because you know they they put their heart and soul into season one and season two, and you know this would be a great yeah, way. There is
2: one it. part in season two I'd have to recast uh, just because. Uh, Was it Spencer? Yeah, that's. <laughs> read my mind. <laughs> no, Spencer actually does, uh, and I'm excited for you guys to hear uh, his role in season two, episodes ten through thirteen, because uh, he actually does. Uh, or f- an adequate job. Fantastic. Wow.
1: Fantastic. A, fant- a fantastically adequate job. All right. <laughs> hey, I-, I got all the words out. <laughs>
2: we just got to put them together. Yeah.
1: All right. So uh, we're getting close to that top of the hour. Uh, just so everybody knows, if you missed any part of tonight's show, it is going to be available. as uh, the Pop Culture Kaboom podcast. And you can get it at any of your favorite Podcast streaming service, podcast apps, or plat- platforms. Platforms. Podcast platforms. So, with that being said, though, uh, we got more show coming up, so don't go anywhere. Up next is our big interview with actor, producer, and director Vince Lozano. We're going to be talking about the 20th anniversary of, of course, pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl which he was in as well as his latest thriller trauma therapy psychosis which we just all gave touch browns to so I how do to make that for an interesting conversation and but it, it's out on september 1st in the Thetas. but we'll be right back with our big interview with mr vince lozano so don't go anywhere more paul Jiggle boom radio show right after this This is the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. Spencer Stoner, Rob Nolt, and I, your not-so-humble host, Jimmy Jones, giving you everything you want, everything you need in pop culture, entertainment, our special in-studio guest from 97 to now Productions, Mr. Mark Helton. Thank you. And our special guest right now, he has been in Satanic Hispanics. He has also been in the TV shows The Last Ship, as well as doing voice work for Spidey and his amazing friends. He is in a new movie that is coming out this Friday, September 1st, called Trauma Therapy Psychosis. And a little backstory on this, he actually was in Trauma Therapy, the first one. So he is reprising his role, Mr. Vince Lozano. And how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? i'm doing good um and you were also i almost forgot you were also a writer i didn't add writer in there but uh um you also were in i played jacoby in pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl the show that launched a franchise off of a disney park ride (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of funny if you think about it because i never thought much about that ride and I'm like really they're making a movie out of this and actually but, I was young enough that that was one of the only rides I was allowed to go on Really? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, but it was surprisingly good. I was um, I was quite surprised and uh, I and, and you played an interesting character Jacoby, um who uh seemed to me to be fashioned kind of after Blackbeard because you had the uh, little smoking tendrils at the bottom of your beard.
8: Yeah, that, that, that's 100% correct. Um And uh, I remember when I booked the role and I was coming on set to get tested for makeup. They're like, yeah, we're going to put this cool beard on you. At first, I thought they wanted me to grow a beard. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. You know, but then when they said they were going to put it on and glue it, and then it was going to have incense creating the the smoke. I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. You know, but the incense smells, they get a little annoying, I have
1: to say. you can't change it up. <laughs> as long as they didn't make it, it wasn't nauseated. Because incense always make, oh, it makes me nauseous for some reason. I just can't stand the smell of it. So John,
8: Johnny does kept going, when are they going to change the smell of your incense? I don't <laughs> what? the right? the prop department.
1: So are you are you a character actor by chance? Did you say, well, if I'm going to be playing a pirate of the Caribbean, I need to vacation in the Bahamas for like a month or two to really get a feel of the method character. Actor. Yeah, <laughs> method acting. Yeah.
8: Yeah, exactly. I, I wish I would have done that, but I all, I had I had zero time.
1: You know, oh, that's a bummer. Basically,
8: to uh, well, you know, they, they they put us in a lot of rehearsal, dance rehearsal, uh, sword fighting, weapon weaponry and and all that stuff so all that stuff was a a lot of fun so there was a lot of preparation that came into play uh like six months or not not six months a a couple months before i even got on set
1: Hmm. you want to hear an interest have have you been to like the caribbean or anything uh, sent before or after the movie that kind of made you want to like Um, look more into it
8: well, during the movie, uh, uh, we, we were in the Grenadines and uh, Beckway. And then afterwards, I, I've been to Puerto Rico. I've been to Dominican Republic. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I've been all over the place in the Caribbean.
1: Uh, here's a fun... what's your story? <laughs> uh, here's here's an interesting story. My dad, um, when we, we, he got stationed down in Key West where my little brother was born. And when he first got there, he fell in love with scuba diving. So before the Antiquities Act was passed in you know, with the late 70s, he would go out and scuba dive at all of these uh, sunken Spanish galleons out there in the, around uh, Key West. And so he brought, a, I have literally right now, because uh, he passed away um, over a decade ago, but I have a lot of his bottles that he brought up from all of these Spanish galleons. so I have all these old antique bottles that are older than our country um, that I have in my house right now.
8: Wow, how cool
1: is that? It's pretty cool, especially when you get to look at them and he also actually found some weird you wouldn't think these things would be on like a Spanish galleon out in the middle of the uh, you know, Caribbean, but um doll parts. Um, from, from, uh, cause they would make, uh, dolls were made out of uh, parts of them were made out of porcelain. Mm-hmm. And so little like porcelain heads, which would, I think would be kind of creepy if you're like <laughs> scuba diving and all of a sudden you come across this porcelain face staring at you. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> got all these, uh, porcelain doll parts and uh, a bunch of really interesting looking bottles that, uh, you know, they, they were all hand glass blown and all that stuff. So very interesting stuff. Uh. So I, I just find it found, find it kind of amazing. But you have a new movie out called Trauma Therapy Psychosis. Psychosis. And this yeah. is this is a, a a sequel, not a prequel to a Trauma Therapy. Correct.
8: That is correct. Um, basically, it's Vance uh, Vance Tobin Tobin Vance. He goes to. Uh, England to escape the authorities, and I basically take the fall for him. Oh. State, so he's running off, doing his retreats and getting new recruits and doing his poor man version of Anthony Robbins
6: <laughs>
8: <laughs> to get him to do crazy stuff, you know, because it's going to help you get that fear, lose that fear, or lose that pain. But really, they're causing themselves pain or causing their roommates' pain by trying to get rid of their own pain. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is a standalone film. You don't really need to see the first one to get this story, but this was a little more edgier darker and in-your-face. But uh if you want to see the first one, please do because then i'll get some residuals even though it 'll be a few pet <laughs> <laughs> well
1: you you reprise your role as victor in uh trauma therapy psychosis uh and uh, interestingly because uh we have we i we all watched the trailer um and in the beginning of the trailer it's kind of a weird almost like Joe Rogan talk show where you're uh talking to a um I, and I recognize that actor, too, that you're talking to, hmm. but I can't remember his name. Um, but you kind of do like a, a, a like a streaming service type of radio broadcast where you're uh, talking about everything that happened uh, from the first film, kind of like a recap, right?
8: Exactly. And, and the actor was Tom Sizemore from uh, Black Hawk Style Geek
1: yeah.
8: and uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, he, this was his last film. He actually passed away. Uh, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I was the last actor that got to work with them.
6: Oh, wow. But,
8: uh, but as far as the scene, yes, it, it, it's a podcast, basically. And Tom Sizemore, being Tom Sizemore, is pushing my buttons and uh, <laughs> really getting intense and edgy, saying I'm brainwashed, saying I'm a I'm a, I'm a guru lover.
1: <laughs> wow. Gave me
8: some crazy lines. So. We went back on forth back and forth at it in the scene, and uh, and it was very organic and raw, and um, and we didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen. I got this guy yelling at me, getting <laughs> intense, and I'm like, "Well, I love intense acting, so let's go for it." <laughs> and uh, afterwards, we, we gave each other a hug, gave, uh, gave each other high fives, said great work, and uh, we went to trails, tacos, had some tacos, and drank some rum, and we had a good time.
1: Uh, The pirate and you're still drinking rum, huh?
8: Yeah. I love (laughs) rum. Any kind of rum. Bring bring it down.
1: So um, I hope I'm not violating any NDAs here, but uh, you do have a new film coming up um, that you're not only acting in, but you're also producing um, called Scars of the Mind. Um, So how much can that you talk about? Because what I can find, it's still currently in development.
8: Yeah, it's still it's still in development. Um we just haven't been able to raise the much needed funds to do it yet. But I have another film that's not listed at uh IMDB that looks like we're we're gonna be green lit end of November, uh probably first week in December called Thou Shall Not Kill and I play a serial killer in that. Mm-hmm. And uh it's gonna be uh very cool, very stylized and uh very intense i'll be producing and, and starring and i had a—I uh, came up with the idea and developed it with uh actor writer buddy of my name uh, nathan isley and it's a it's a really good script
1: okay movie about a serial killer remember no method acting <laughs> <laughs> Dexter Wilde. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, I got a list and some cash. No, I'm just kidding. Um, just <laughs> so. Uh, anything else coming up? Uh, I know that you were uh, pretty big into you celebrity uh, um, poker um, tournaments.
8: Yes, I am, and I, and I took down the uh, uh, variety poker classic uh, last month at uh, Paramount, mm-hmm. and I won first place, won a really cool cool bracelet. And uh, that's uh, another passion. I love playing poker. I played in the WSOP last year. Nice. I didn't win, but uh made the money. I made my money back. Plus, oh, some more. And it was a good time.
1: Well, that's always a good uh,
8: and, and you got to blame Pirates of the
1: Caribbean for that. <laughs> I'm a poker player. Because we used to stay up
8: till, I don't know, three, four in the morning, Gibbs, uh, Kevin McNally, myself, Lee Ehrenberg, Marty Kleba. Michael Berry and and, uh, even Jeffrey Rush would come play poker with us sometimes. And uh, we'd be drinking rum. And when (laughs) drinking rum, and the Brits were drinking their beer and wine, and when their beer and wine was
2: gone, Can we have some of your rum? Why is the rum gone?
1: (laughs) Uh, Exactly. You you always got to have the rum. And uh, so Pirates of the Caribbean got you hooked on poker and rum. Okay. So we know who to blame for that one, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. All right, sir. Uh, so, psychosis, uh, trauma therapy, psychosis. Um, do you have any uh, um, thoughts on uh, what you? How, how now that you've kind of it's uh, coming out and everything? What are your thoughts on that film and that film franchise? Is there going to be a third?
8: Well, if they, should, if they are going to make a third, make me the lead. You know, it's all about Victor now taking over the Banshee <laughs> Institute, getting new recruits, brainwashing them, and and having a good time. <laughs> uh, honestly <laughs> they, they, they might do another one uh, they're talking about it um you know I'm, I'm good friends with the riders so we'll see uh tom is coming into town tuesday and and david lives here so we'll, we'll see what happens
1: all right that is i am speaking with vince lozano do you have a website sir because i was unable to find one
8: uh, yeah, uh, uh, VinceLozano.com, IG, uh, VinceLozano Lozano uh, page, and then
1: Facebook, Vince Lozano page, and
8: then Instagram, okay. VinceLozano Lozano page. You uh, need to find me.
1: I'm out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, I found you on Facebook. I just couldn't find you on a, a website so that I could refer uh, for you up, but it's VinceLozano.com, com, Correct.
8: Yes, I have to check. I think
1: we have a website. I haven't looked at it. uh, Thank you very much, Mark. He pulled it right up. You can go and check out everything Vince Lozano there, um, as well as all of his uh, social media links, and so that way you can go and uh, follow him on the Facebook as well. Uh, We we are following you on the Pop Culture Boom Facebook page. So when you post uh, to your page about upcoming events or upcoming uh, movies or anything that you got going on, it will go into Pop Culture Boom newsfeed as well. and, sir, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me about Trauma Therapy Psychosis, which is in theaters September 1st. Uh, we did review it here on the Pop Culture Gaboom radio show as part of our movie segment because it is coming out in the theaters this week. Um, I don't think you want to know what the results were for that, though. <laughs> as long as you gave
2: me a good review. <laughs> you know what? I, I know needed, I, the trailer
1: needed more you. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It really did. But the the first part of the trailer where you're in there doing the whole Joe Rogan type of interview on a podcast, that part was good. Then right. it Jenna just kind of fell apart from there. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just, just kidding. Um, what Not is with the? Okay, so it is, so it's like a cult like thing because I was wondering what the you know Squid Game jumpsuits was about. You know, I think it was just yeah, yeah. Of, it's,
8: it's, it's all about um, basically conforming, meaning no no one's better than anyone, and so no one can wear uh brief, wear something Louis Vuitton or Chanel. <laughs> and, you, you know what I mean? So it's just everybody's equal. Keep them all Uh, Yeah, exactly. Everyone's equal and uh you can't wear nothing special. uh,
1: Well that's a bummer. Well you gotta change that for the for the next one since you're gonna be the lead.
7: Exactly. Snazzier Jim
1: Snazzier, yeah, snazzier. (laughs) Gotta throw a little bling in there or something, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so well you have a good evening And thank you for being a part of the Pop Culture Boomer Radio Show um, And everybody go check out VinceLozano.com And you can find all of his movies If you're into watching TV series He was on The Last Ship As well as they did voices for Spidey And his amazing friends And he was also in the movie Satanic Hispanics And also uh, There was one other big one that you were involved in But I can't find anymore. more I don't know why I disappeared too That's a bummer but anyway, sir, um, thank you very much, and you have a good evening.
8: Uh, you too, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: No problem. All right, so with that, uh, we've got a couple of seconds left. Uh, Mark, um, so how are you? Oh,
2: you know, I'm living <laughs> the dream one day at a time, rocking and rolling, getting the countdown going.
1: Okay, get a countdown. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tomorrow's the well, – you have one more big announcement coming up, don't you?
2: We kind of covered it. So. Oh, yeah. With, yeah.
1: The, with the comic book going on for Murphy's Inc., yeah. which will be on in about 40 minutes here on KNBC 95.1 FM. But with that music, that means it is time for us to take a heartbreak. So we will be right back with more Pop Culture Boom Radio Show right after this. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboomer Radio Show Everything you want, everything you need In pop culture entertainment In studio with us right now is Mr. Mark Helton He is the co-founder of 97 to Now Productions Uh, Their big thing is this evening Right after the Pop Culture Kaboomer Radio Show Will be the premiere of Season 2 of Murphy's Inc The time-traveling heist Audio drama
2: Absolutely Sci-fi audio drama (laughs) <laughs> uh, i'm excited i'm excited we're i'm looking at the clock and i see we've got you know 35 minutes i'm ready
1: you're ready all right Is everybody else out there ready um here's something you might not be ready for bring it a character seemingly inspired by madonna has shown up on one of the covers for batman 89 echoes mm-hmm. intrigued you're looking at me like what are you trying to say there
3: i'm not i'm not sure if i'm intrigued or horrified yet (laughs) um what do you think rob i'm trying to think of what
4: character madonna could have inspired okay suggesting
1: that the upcoming dc series might be bringing harlequin into the story madonna yep Harley Quinn, Joe Casino's cover for the first issue of the miniseries, features a smiling figure looming in the background behind Batman, leaving fans and our friends at Screen Rant to guess that the story will riff on the time Madonna almost signed on to play a version of Harley. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh. Oh, speaking of Rest in Peace, Arlene Sorkin, the original voice of Harley Quinn. Correct. Yes.
1: Uh, that wouldn't be too shocking since the first Batman 89 miniseries featured a version of Two-Face in the likeness of Billy D. Williams and a version of Robin, who looked like Marlon Wayans and wore the Neil Adams-designed costume for Burton's franchise. Mm-hmm. The Madonna connection also comes from an abandoned film she was in talks for, Batman Unchained, which would have been taken place after Batman and Robin, written and set to be directed. by Joel Schumacher Hmm. the movie that would have taken the franchise in a dark darker and more realistic direction and would have more firmly connected the Burton and Schumacher movies as a single canon in Batman Unchained Batman and Robin would have squared off with Harley Quinn aka Madonna a toy maker who becomes unstable after learning that her father was Dak Napier the Joker it's like the Star Wars universe at this point it's like everybody's blood related Yeah, it's like how
4: that like totally retcons her character. It does that too,
1: you know, because no longer is she well. Hopefully, she's no longer you know. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like,
4: (laughs) it'd really confused the youngins. Uh,
1: now i'm confused and her calling him daddy really does is more disturbing now but anyway scarecrow would recruit her as a, his partner and would have made the his live action debut in the film which was really, originally set for a 1999 premiere batman and robin made solid money at the box office but nowhere near what warner's had been hoping as it earned almost 100 million less than batman forever as a result batman unchanged was scrapped and warner brothers started figuring out Uh, What, what, figuring what our rebooted Batman franchise might look like besides Batman 89 Echoes DC recently announced a miniseries set in the universe of Richard Donner's Superman movies titled Superman 78 The Metal Curtain Hmm. Uh, both the original Batman 89 and Superman 78 miniseries will be released in a new boxed set package with spines designed to look like VHS tapes (laughs) next month
3: Oh, that's interesting because actually Richard Donner uh, a few years ago actually wrote a uh, two-part uh, comic book an action uh, comic book story in action comics uh for 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 Superman. So I wonder if that'll be involved in that uh graphic novel at all. Who knows? I
1: guess we'll have to wait and find out. Uh shortly after the start of GameCon opening night host Jeff Jeff uh Knightley, was surprised to encounter a fan rushing to stage to demand the release of Grand Theft Auto Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and nobody noticed. Yeah, the man was wear- seen wearing an Austin 316 t-shirt and was immediately what? pulled away by security. What? <laughs> oh, uh, I need
2: a Steve Weiser. What?
1: <laughs> what? Got to do more like a macho man. So you should have wore a macho man shirt. That way I could have chimed in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Uh, so uh, snip, <laughs> Jim. Yeah. Uh, Knightley <laughs> quickly denounced the act, stating that today's show is meant to bring positive attention to the developers that have games to showcase. I.e., there is no such thing as a Grand Theft Auto 6. I don't know why these... these uh, see, this is a big problem because hopefully nobody gets the bright idea that this is a good thing to do on a regular basis. <gasps>
3: Well, somebody did it once, so he tried to cash in on it. It's, it's all for internet clout, and it's all Bravo Sierra. At least do it for a pro- for like a project that's actually
1: coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, why would you demand a product coming out? It's coming out. I mean, uh...
4: no, but I mean, he said release it now. You know, I could see like, okay, somebody rushing the stage, release Starfield now. You know, we know it's coming. We we'll know, next like... week.
1: <laughs> you know what? Uh, the next person that does this, they need to be dressed like Crash Bandicoot. Plain and simple. If you're not going (laughs) and hopping up there on stage in a Crash Bandicoot outfit... Forget about it. I ain't going to pay attention. Anyway, uh, what else did I say? Uh, The moment (laughs) immediately drew comparisons to an incident last year at the Game Awards Mm -hmm. when a fan made it on stage and began making a bizarre shout-out to Bill Clinton. What? Yes, yeah. (laughs) It was that random and weird. Next month is the 10th anniversary of Grand Theft... 10th anniversary of Grand Auto Five. Dang. Yeah. I didn't know it was like 10 years old. And some fans have been more than patient than others. In fact, this is not the first time that a live broadcast was interrupted by someone looking for information on gta 6 because i guess sending an email would be asking too much back in 2021 the german game show uh, slung din star was similarly i know i mispronounced that sorry everybody i'm, sorry, I'm just making sure cthulhu didn't get summoned it, it did Uh, Out there destroying the parking lot as we speak. Uh, Interrupted by a fan demanding to see the game's release on social media, some have speculated that this might actually be the same person that interrupted Game.com opening night live, which is also airing in Germany as of this writing. Uh, Comicbook.com cannot confirm whether this is the same person or just someone else that's having a hard time waiting for GTA 6. No patience. (laughs) Any opinion on that, Mark?
2: Uh, so i am a huge fan of the gta series uh going all the way back even to one you know where you're pretty much just in a car Uh, (laughs) you know i i I think it's a great series i've replayed five probably three times um i would like six to come out sooner than later but i there are plenty of other game series that are coming out that will hold me over assassin's creed mirage is coming starfield Mm -hmm. is coming uh you know there there are plenty of games that i'm looking forward to um so you know if uh, rockstar doesn't want my money today they'll get it when it's there
6: okay
4: that's fan dedication i would much rather them produce something quality than like not like absolutely especially cuz of the the amount of games that are coming out now that are not quality yeah. yeah. You know, a so of, I would especially, fix especially in, for
3: fix, fix it and put patches later. Yeah,
4: now. no, especially for a game like GTA 6. Like we as an expectation as a fan, I would I want that game to be as polished as it could be when it comes out. And so I would rather wait the extra time.
1: Mhm. Yeah, but 10 years is a long time to be polishing.
4: Well, yes, but they I mean, remastered a, a Genie should have came out of see, that in game meantime, by now. the time though they remastered 5. So
1: so instead yeah. of putting out a sixth game, they went back and screwed around with the first one. Right. The last one. You got to remember the money maker forward.
2: is GTA online. Yeah. And, and that's what the 10 years really has been. Yep. They've, they've really made a lot of money from GTA online and they constantly are updating that and mm-hmm. adding new things to that. So while the main story of GTA five, uh, it is what it is. There there hasn't really been much added to it. The online format, it's it's constantly growing right. and developing. Right. And even recently, it's still, you know, the, at one point they said, oh, we're not going to do anything else. But then they're still doing more. So as long as that's making them money, they have no reason to have to, like, force release this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Eric yeah. says, we waited 12 years for Halo. <laughs> he sounds, he sounds <laughs> yeah, waited, a little bitter about that. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I waited
3: 17 years for a Metroid game after Super Metroid came That's out. That's true. And there might so, be one on the horizon.
1: You yeah. never mm-hmm. know. All right, Star Trek Day is coming up on Friday, September 8th, and Paramount has released their programming lineup in celebration of the annual global event. This year, Paramount Plus, CBS Television Network, CBS Studios, and fans around the world will mark the day with a wide variety of programming and initiatives, including special Star Trek Lord Decks screenings in anticipation of the upcoming fourth season special airing of Star Trek Strange New Worlds on CBS and more to honor the 57th anniversary of the debut of Star Trek in 1966 on September 8th. Fans worldwide will be able to watch the special Star Trek Day program hosted by Star Trek Lower Decks star Jerry O'Connell. The the program, a salute to the Star Trek franchise, will include segments looking back at at memorable moments over the past 57 years. Commemorate 50 years of Star Trek animation, pay tribute to Star Trek Discovery ew, ahead of its <laughs> final season, offer an exclusive sneak peek clip from the upcoming fourth season of Lower Decks, and commemorate other memorable moments in Star Trek's legacy. The special will be available to watch for free globally at startrek.com/day, YouTube, uh, Paramount Plus in Star Trek official pages, Twitch at Paramount Plus, and Facebook at Star Trek on P. Plus. And at Star Trek in the U.S., the special will be available to stream on Paramount Plus, Pluto TV, uh, Paramount Plus Picks, Star Trek, More Star Trek, and Pluto TV sci-fi channels, and Mixable, and will air on select local CBS affiliates, Comedy Central, Paramount Network, Pop TV, Fave TV, and Smithsonian.com. What a what a weird place. On CBS, the first two episodes of Paramount Plus hit original series Star Trek Strange New Worlds will air in special back-to-back screenings starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Pacific Time, and the series premiere Strange New Worlds, when one of Pike's officers goes missing while on a secret mission for our Starfleet. Pike has to come out of self-imposed exile. He must navigate how to rescue his officer while struggling with what to do with the version of the future he's been given. In the second episode, Children of the Comet. While on a survey mission, the USS Enterprise discovers a comet is going to strike an inhabited planet. The crew tries to reroute the comet only to find that an ancient alien relic buried on the Comet's ICU services, somehow stopping them. Oh, I thought they were going to say because it was a relic on there that they couldn't touch it, you know, kind of like if they find something in a right. you know, an Indian like burial site, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they have to close it off, no more development. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I was going to oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where was I?
3: You guys look all Yeah, boring. those are the first two episodes of uh, Strange New Worlds. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. You look the boring. very first ones from the first season.
2: No, I'm I just it's i'm surprised that they're giving this away for free on you know network tv uh i'm not
1: because they ain't got nothing going on on network tv right now
2: i yeah i guess that's true to a degree but still like i guess they're hoping that this will turn into subscriptions for paramount
3: plus oh yeah yeah because they are basically showing a a year or two old stuff now yeah so Mm -hmm. you know trying to just no it's not really a year two old the season
4: just ended well well th- that was the, that
3: was the first that was the first two episodes of season one and and like you said season two is over so that's like two years so it's like a, it was almost a year ago now that season one came out uh, and I actually it's rough I'm not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not
4: looking at the only, calendar only because try, like <laughs> only because Strangely Worlds didn't come out a year like season 2 didn't come out a whole year after it it was a lot quicker it's about 9 months yeah nine yeah
1: months. which is surprising nowadays considering that The Last of Us is scheduled to come out oh uh, you know, <laughs> never the next time Halley's Comet comes around so <laughs> yeah uh, 50 years ago Star Trek's animated universe came, began on September 8th with Star Trek the animated series and this you remember that I do. I love that show. I remember that season four. Yeah, so it's they, canon. It was back then when they would like uh, uh, they wouldn't it was, it was, they would like use reuse the same scenes mm-hmm. for stuff, which always made it weird. Mm-hmm. Even when I watched it, I'm like hmm? looking at it like a dog to heard a strange noise. Fifty years ago, Star Trek's animated universe began on September 8th with Star Trek: The Animated Series, and this year's Star Trek Day celebration celebrates the milestone anniversary. With what's being described as an evening of cartoon comedy, including four specially selected episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks, fans can attend the exclusive free promotional screening at locations across the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., and experience the brand new season of Lower Decks on the big screen while enjoying a day of sneak peek surprises. Free concessions. Hey, there you go. Uh, I guess you won't be eating tribbles there, though. Uh, giveaways and more. Additionally, on September 8th, fans can go to shopstartrek.com and use the code Trek DAY to save 25% site wide. Uh, more information about Star Trek Day programming can be found at startrek.com/day. Yeah, and
4: unless <laughs> you're in a super major city, don't even expect to be able to view those on the big screen.
1: Nope. but check your local if you do live in a big city check your local theater listings and there's a
4: reservation page to sign up for it well there you go Uh, I looked already
1: (laughs) (laughs) you were hoping there was something in. I love lower decks (laughs) yeah it it is pretty darn funny (laughs) I haven't I haven't seen it I'm not a big star and then they crossed
4: over with strange new worlds this year they became live action and they played perfect live action Mm. characters of themselves it was great okay
1: yeah, I've just never been a big Star Trek fan, so and then I tried to be. I mean, I liked the the Next Generation, mm-hmm. but and then they, you know, STD killed it for me. And and then after that, it's, uh, STDs, it's all been huh? it's all been yeah, STD killed it for me. Yeah, I do I'm still not a fan. Of, I'm still so. not a fan of
3: of STD, but uh, I really like Strange New Worlds and, and and you know, Lower Decks is just funnier than I I just love that the animated version of Riker they brought in. Yes. <laughs>
1: Well, so how can Riker be involved with it in Star Trek if Lower Decks and and Strange uh, New Worlds is time in the past?
3: Mm-hmm. Time travel. The, the people from Lower Decks time traveled back to the Pikes. They, they found a. They
4: found a portal. It was. It's very very complicated.
2: <laughs> I mean, we've seen this, right? I mean, if you oh, remember Star Trek is Space just, Nine, mm-hmm. they went back to the original mm-hmm. yeah. series. More
3: trouble with triples. Yeah. Troubles. yeah. Hey, time uh, now. Unfortunately, That's why I didn't watch
1: Voyager. Though, by the way, I <laughs> love Voyager. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, unfortunately,
3: time travel is a trope that that Star Trek goes to a lot. For better or for worse, they go
1: to it a lot. All right. Well, it is now time for a hard break. When we get back, there's more show and more time for your phone calls. If you'd like, 775-515-4141. That number is good from anywhere in the world. If you're in- intrigued about Star Trek Day, you want to know more about Murphy's Inc. Season 2, which will be coming up in 20 minutes, don't go anywhere. More Pop Culture Boom Radio Show right off the list. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. That was a little quick. (laughs) And we have Mr. Mark Helton in the studio with us. Hello. How are you, sir? Hi. Uh, All right. Sony has today revealed the price and other initial details of the PlayStation Portal.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) This is their uh, handheld, right? Yeah,
1: which is the new remote play device for PlayStation 5 that will launch later this year. During Sony's PlayStation Showcase event back in May, PlayStation Portal was first shown off as Project Q, with more information said to be arriving in the coming months. And while Sony still hasn't given a proper release date for the PlayStation Portal, we now at least have an, an official name for the hardware. Outlined on the PlayStation blog, the PlayStation Portal was given its new name alongside a price tag, and I can't mention prices on the air. So. As Sony had outlined previously, PlayStation Portal won't be a dedicated handheld and will instead connect to existing PS5 consoles over Wi-Fi to serve as a remote play companion. It doesn't sounds like a Nintendo Switch, don't it?
3: Yeah, although Switch has games that you can play offline. It's more like cloud gaming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's but I mean, great. with the general setup, though, it sounds like... Isn't yeah, not that how the switch operates. Yeah, well,
3: yeah, but but it can play offline too or this does not like seem to backbone. have that option.
2: So like what? A backbone? They have them already for PlayStation
3: and Xbox. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I can play You
2: can attach it to your phone yeah. and play games yeah. Yeah. directly uh, from, through your own Xbox mm-hmm. but on your phone.
3: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I play I play my PlayStation through my iPad all the time.
2: Yeah. So it just sounds like them trying to uh, you know, the the playstation uh five sales have slowed down uh that you can find them in any store pretty much now so how can we make some
1: more money mm. yeah like copying nintendo well
3: and it's and it's great for you know places back east where wi-fi is you know borderline ubiquitous but you know, out, out west here you know we have a lot of dead right spots out here in the
1: west we got some dead spots Although yes, this might do. not seem like a big deal given the fact that the smartphones and tablets can already be used with PS5 consoles for remote play, like you guys just said. Right. Uh, uh, PlayStation Portal's biggest selling point is the LCD screen and DualSense controllers that it boasts. Ooh. Additionally, may <laughs> stressed that the Portal, Portal is capable of running games at 180p resolution at 60 frames per second frame rates, which means that it should provide a quality gaming experience. Currently a proper release date for Sony's portal has yet to be shared, but Sony says it will share more information on this front soon with pre-orders when when pre-orders become available. Of course. Sounds like a touch brown trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm. All the way around. I just, I don't know. I keep wanting my screen to get
4: bigger, not smaller for my games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Us older folks need a bigger screen. Speaking of older folks, The Atari 2600. Oh, I have one of those. I miss my Atari 2600. You're in luck. The Atari 2600 Plus has been revealed, and it's described as a modern-day faithful recreation of the classic console. Does it even have the the cheap wood paneling? I don't know. It doesn't have a picture here. Atari was launched 46 (laughs) years ago in 1977, and it was one of the first major modern home video game consoles.
4: After Pong. Aren't they the
1: ones who... Pong? I had Pong. Tea. I still have my Pong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, d- 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 <laughs> didn't, didn't Atari p- do the Pong thing? Yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, those things were huge. The Atari 2600 Plus comes with Atari and published Palladium and comes with 10 of our Atari's most famous games loaded onto one cartridge, including Adventure and Missile Command. You will also be able to play in an Atari 2600 or 7800 game cartridges. So if you've got any of those packed away in the basement or attic, it's time to bust them out. The console was designed using modern technology and includes the system's iconic CX-40 joystick built with the same size and layout. The Atari... Uh, 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 Sorry, I
8: missed
4: that controller. It was so bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Atari's 2600 Plus launches on November 17th, 2023, and pre-orders are available now. The console will have also have 10 games included. Adventure, Combat, Dodgem, Haunted House, Maze Craze, Missile Command, Real Sports, Volleyball, Surround, surround Video Pinball, Yars Revenge, Palladian, and... Atari will also be launching a bundle that comes with the CX-30 paddle controller and a four-game bundle. The games included in this bundle include Breakout, Canyon Bomber, Night Driver, and Video Olympics. What's more, Atari will sell a CX-400 standalone joystick. Finally, Atari will offer Berserker Enhanced Edition and Mr. Run and Jump 2600. No word on it. They're going to be revamping E.T. (laughs)
4: <laughs> it's a deal breaker for me there's
3: no pitfall no oh
1: yeah no right <laughs> that was the only game worth playing that thing on
3: quite honestly oh i i loved missile command though i was i was ma- i was great
1: at missile command missile, wasn't that the no oh, yeah i remember that mm-hmm. game but i thought there was an arcade version of that game that oh yeah there based was off mm-hmm. of? yeah yes yeah, so eric no pitfall now you uh, everybody write in and say, no Where's Joust was cool oh, too. Oh, Joust, but was, Joust awesome. was awesome in the arcade. It yeah, I used to definitely. play the crap out of that. The only game where you can ride a flying ostrich and absolutely. <laughs> and uh, don't forget Defender. Mm-hmm. Defender was yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And it had, they had a sequel to that too. What was it called? Stargate.
4: But the thing is, is like now there's there's already these like. Probably way cheaper than what they're going to be selling the twenty six hundred for, no, The twenty six hundred plus. plus. But there's already like game systems you, that they come out at Christmas time that yeah. have hundred and twenty. Yeah, RPG yeah. I, I literally the joystick and yeah, I, I they're like thirty have, bucks. Yeah, literally
3: have like midway bundles. Yeah, you know, that have like a hundred of their games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't. I mean, on I
4: can see this- the nostalgic appeal, but the price better be worth it. Well, no, they
1: uh, actually released no price. I have nothing for you on that one. So that's not where I omitted it, because I'd write it down right now and show mm-hmm. you. But um, yeah, they got nothing listed here. Uh, no, Eric, no Pac-Man either. Not just what I read you. That's all they got coming out. Amazon Studios has finally shared a broad release window for its highly anticipated Fallout TV series. Yep. Alongside first details tied to the mysterious show, all the way back in 2020, work on Amazon's Fallout adaptation began in tandem with Bethesda... In the summer of 2022, filming for the series finally kicked off before eventually wrapping up in the first half of this year. And while fans (coughs) have since been waiting to hear when Fallout would actually release, we have had a few new bits of info to go off of shared on social media. It was revealed that Fallout will hit Prime Video at some point in 2024. That's a real big announcement. Uh, this announcement was made alongside a piece of promotional art for the series that featured the franchise's iconic Vault Boy character. Mm-hmm. Additionally, Prime Video confirmed that Fallout will be set in Los Angeles, California. IA. Well, it is which is a locale that hasn't specifically been spotlighted in the video game series lastly it was mentioned that the story of the show will center around characters tied to vault 33 which is something that was seen in previous seen in previous leaks from the set of fallout you know that's very
3: bold from the announce any dates with all the strikes still going on I did well, they announced the year.
1: That, that's it. And it's already wrapped. Yeah, so it's I mean, in
3: post-production. So. Yeah. yeah, but... Uh, it I, just means they I'm can't... I'm cynical. What can I say? They can't <laughs>
4: do reshoots. The, yeah, they can't do reshoots, and they wouldn't be able to actually, like, have their stars market it.
1: Yeah. Who's in it?
4: I don't know. So,
1: there you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, are you okay with Just everything? don't be
2: as bad as Halo.
1: What? Are you bored? That's all I...
2: No, ask. I... You know, the the Fallout uh, game series, uh, I'm not a big first-person shooter, uh, in, uh, well, since GoldenEye. GoldenEye was amazing, but uh, <laughs> everything since then has just been way too much, and uh, uh, yeah. I The Fallout series conceptually sounded interesting. I tried playing one once, and I was just like, yeah, it's not for me. Well,
1: me neither. I've never touched them. So, what, no Pitfall, no Pac-Man? No, Eric, no Pitfall, <laughs> no Pac-Man. <laughs> so are you excited sir in just six more minutes i as Season I, said, two, I i've got Ferry's i've Inc. got
2: the line on the clock over there i see eight fifty four and 17 seconds i'm i'm ready when five minutes see. Oh, I Five see. minutes no, and 38 seconds. It. Let's go.
1: Oh, yeah. All I mean, right. Yeah, a um So, And it's going to be on. Uh, so how many episodes are actually in season two?
2: So we've got 15 episodes. Uh, I will say now that we are going to be going to multiple time periods. So if you listen to season one and if you didn't, spoiler, uh, in season one, we only hit one time period. Uh, we had the modern story. And then we had where we went back to Viking times in Norway back in around uh, 980 A.D., And uh, in this time or in this uh, season, we will be going to eh, four or five different time periods. Um, And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's exciting. In season three, we're going to be doing even more. So I'm just it's weird to be sitting here for the premiere of season two. But already in my head, I've moved on to season three. It's just a very (laughs) weird place to be because that wasn't necessarily the case with season one. You know, with season one, we were still. Like week of airing, like finalizing the episode or and, and stuff. So there were the thoughts on season two, but right now I'm I'm I, I I had a recording session actually this morning uh with a couple of voice actors for episodes fourteen and fifteen of this season. But even then, my head is you know very much in season three. So
1: so are all the episodes now actually done.
2: Uh, I have three more recording sessions so I have one on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. I'm sorry Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday of next week and then uh, we will be wrapped on recording. Uh, we currently have episodes one, two, three, and four in the can. Um, 5 six seven should be done in the next week or two. Uh, so we're we're ahead of the game much better than we were last year. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going solid 15 weeks uh, from now until. Pretty much close to the end of the year.
1: Okay. So if anybody was interested in everything that 97 to Now Productions is doing, what would be the best way for them to, best thing for them, because there's a, we didn't really get into um, a couple of different things. We didn't get to into the uh, Fat and Black Connection, mm-hmm. uh, which is a uh, weekly Wednesday night podcast that you do with uh Or you can James. call it Pop
2: Culture Kaboom Light.
1: Pop Culture boom Light. <laughs> Actually, you cover a lot of different things that we don't cover That's on true. here. So, you know, as much as I, I enjoyed having like a Wild West Championship wrestling in here, mm-hmm. I usually sure. don't go over the weekly, you know, wrestling news or, you know, and then... Mm-hmm much storylines like that or, or you generally have any kind of professional wrestlers on the show um but uh, the best i know that on facebook is 97 to now productions are there links to everything that you guys are doing as far as shows and everything from there
2: yeah 97 and now uh it's basically facebook.com slash 97 to now uh you can find pretty much anything we're doing there the website is forthcoming we're hoping in the next couple of weeks to have that up and running which should be have direct links to everything else.
1: All right. So with that music, it means uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. No matter where you are listening, we genuinely appreciate you being here. We hope you enjoyed the Culture Jigaloon Radio Show. A big thank you to our guest, actor producer, actor, producer, and writer, director, Vince Lozano, the sequel to Trauma Therapy, Trauma Therapy Psychosis is in theaters this Friday, September 1st, and be on the lookout for Scars of the Mind, which is in development. You can find all things Vince Lozano at his website, VinceLozano.com, all one word. Also, a big thank you to our in-studio guest this week, 97 to Now co-founder, producer, writer, director, and voice actor, Mr. Mark Helton. You can find everything 97 and Now Productions on their Facebook page. Night, Eric. Uh, which uh, we've been following and we repost as well so you can go to 97 to now productions all one word onto Facebook or just follow Pop Culture Boom when they post we repost into our newsfeed. next week Sunday September 3rd our special guest will be the COO of Action Fiction Games Jaron Johnson and composer Reed Reimer To talk about Action Fiction Games' latest tabletop role-playing game, Cthulhu Dreamt, we'll be talking with Jaron Johnson and Reed Reamer about the game mechanics of Cthulhu Dreamt Composing the music that inspired the game, and how you still have time to get in on the ground level of the Cthulhu Drempt Kickstarter. We'll also be talking with the owner of Coffee Time Comics, comic book creator and writer John Crathy. We'll be talking with John Crathy about Comic Coffee Time Comics, Coffee Time Comics' latest Kickstarter for the Grindhouse Action Hardboiled Suspense comic book Home Free, and how you can get Home Free's first four issues and more. Thank you for your continued support and please continue supporting Pop Culture Kaboom by listening to the Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show and Pop Culture Kaboom Podcast produced by 97 Now Productions and not only get this episode but also previous episodes and some bonus material that'll be coming up as well. Also give a like and follow the Pop Culture Boom on Facebook for everything you want, everything you need from Pop Culture Entertainment Daily and subscribe to the Pop Culture Kaboom YouTube channel for video interviews for events. We have and will be attending on behalf of our guests, Vince Lozano and Mark Helton, Tony Sanfilippo, Filippo's Horrible Reviews, KNBC 97.5 FM, Spencer, Rob and I thank you. Have a great week and we will be talking with you again right here live next Sunday, 6 to 9 p.m. Until then, be safe, stay healthy and peace out, wabbits.